Exactly. But even with that, I still just think it's going to be like the anticipation is going to be a yeah. fever pitch because yeah. it's definitely going to work for me. Me too. Man, they're sitting on this movie now. MGM is sitting on a finished movie. I want to know what it is. I, I just, I can't. Give me it. I can't wait for it to come hey, out. Give me it. Give me it. Now. It's right there. That was not the only delay from the coronavirus, but we may get into that another time. We'll get into that. What we just want to say is we are going to keep pushing with this segment. We're going to watch both Timothy Dalton get him out of the way in one week. We're going to watch them all right up to the 10th of April. Yeah. Where No Time to Die was supposed to come out. And we're yeah. going to do an epic Bond special. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 39, 39 of Straight to Series. My name is Connor. And I'm in. And we are starting this episode very late, but we are coming in hey, with fire. But we're starting. We're starting, and that is the key. Um, yeah, everybody welcome we're on the clock to the officially. show. Officially on the clock. On the clock. We've Le Chief out with his ball whipping thing. Oh, well, it's a ball scratcher. Ball scratcher. It's a ball scratcher, yes. if you ask Bond. Yes, that's true. And he's going to whip us into shape for a good episode. The crown jewel scratcher. Yes, exactly. Uh, They're the queen's jewels. The queen's jewels. What do it do for king and country? <laughs> we're going to get into that. Anyway, we're going to start with box office because we as have we a, always do as we always do because we have a chock-a-block show for you guys um, but yeah box office we're going to be talking about uh, The Invisible Man to start with which isn't invisible in the box many office many people have seen The yes, Invisible Man they have indeed I it's have seen it it's very visible indeed yeah and I have seen it too yes uh, and uh, we're we sure we'll get to that yeah. straight after box office mm-hmm. but um, yeah so it opened to 28 million w- yeah guess what it costs seven million to make. Bam! Hello, hello. Can you say sequel? I can say sequel. Can I've you, heard say, you say? It. Can you say Dark Universe? Oh, oh. I can say Dark Universe. Yeah. Get Tom Cruise, mummy. The, oh, well, no, we'll get, we'll get into it. Yeah, mm. is he is he canon? Oh, is he I canon? Don't know. I do is not Johnny know. Depp? Is Johnny Depp going to be in it? No, Johnny Depp was. This was Johnny Depp's movie, and he. This was Johnny yeah, Depp's movie. He he's not in it. The Invisible. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, like, how could we get him in it? The Invisible Man. Can you imagine? And he'll be the next one in. Can you imagine Johnny Depp being in this movie? It would ruin it, wouldn't it? it well, it would be Johnny Depp's movie. Yeah, exactly. Not Elizabeth Moss's movie. Not Elizabeth movie. Moss's. Also, it's a bit, do you think his agent was like, you playing an abusive <laughs> uh, husband in this is a bit if, too close to home? we see an iPhone yeah, exactly. on screen. Yeah, yeah. So, then again, you swap out... Elizabeth Moss for Amber Heard and oh, then you might be on his side now after the, all those stories yeah, coming out you're like everything. oh give her one for me yeah. <laughs> give her one for me Depp oh wow <laughs> it turns out this woman who we heard terrible stories about may have been making a few things up and mm-hmm. be just as bad ah oh, but I don't know enough of the story to get into it I don't know it. there's a lot of wine involved in, this, in, yeah. in both parts I'd imagine yeah, both at this part, point there was a lot of drinking going on from both parties yeah I don't know what this has to do with the Invisible Man box office but hey hey we're there. You're getting it anyway. But so far, it's made 55 million, both domestic and worldwide, when you put it together. Yeah, worldwide, 55 million. Uh, I, I, it has to push past 100 million worldwide. Totally. On a 7 million budget. And again, it's the classic horror film franchise. Bring it in, low budget, gonna make so much money. No matter. It's a Blumhouse special. Blumhouse special, whether it's good or bad, gonna destroy the box office. And we should just compare this to The Mummy, because originally, Universe. At Universal had the Dark Universe all set up. Yeah. Get Tom Cruise in there. Get Russell Crowe in there. Yeah. And all the players behind as well. Sophia Bocella as well was gonna was the mummy. Was the mummy. Cost nearly two hundred million to make. Mm-hmm. 
made like just over 400 million after marketing pretty much made nothing yeah people hated the movie yeah there's like one good thing about it and it's that it's that plane scene yeah that plane much. scene is awesome Tom Cruise had too much involvement it's a Mission in Impossible it, scene it is in the mummy yeah and it must have been like in his contract that they do that <laughs> well it was his like he he came up with that whole scene he yeah. devised the whole scene he was like I want this and not surprising like, okay Mr. Cruise okay Tom you whatever do whatever you want. you want yeah of course you can you're yeah. you want to Facebook Cruise. me yeah you can Facebook me you can me. Facebook me Tom Facebook me please <laughs> yeah. um, I'm requesting this but yeah uh, as you were pointing out Box Office Mojo said 28 million for its opening weekend and what did it get? spot on the estimate then when it came out for, it's amazing the analysts like once like they get Friday's numbers they can kind of go okay I think we know it's going to make the whole weekend mm. and they said 29 million was the estimate uh, yeah. and then once it gets to Monday they can actually configure it properly mm-hmm. and it was spot on 28 million so I commend Box Office Mojo that was a serious projection yeah. is that your dream job predicting the box office no I, or tr- I could never do that oh but tracking the my box office my dream job is to talk about it which I'm doing right ah, now I see I I'm see. living I'm living my my true life. Oh, that was the correct. My best life. That was a correct answer. I was testing you. Yeah. You passed. Yes. I was testing you to be on the podcast that you mainly run. <laughs> but here, like, yeah. so what I was saying about the mummy is like, literally, they did the anti-mummy kind of formula. Yeah. They went, so it made no money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Universal went, oh, the dark universe. Yeah. Forget about that. Yeah. Then he went to Blumhouse and said, here, we'll give you the rights. Mm-hmm. Do you want to make like the complete opposite come in on a tiny budget and yeah. make a real kind of isolated movie and it's knocking it out of the park and yeah. the thing is it's such a low risk movie and I actually love that because yeah. then you can kind of do whatever you want yeah. on a 7 million budget mm-hmm. you're going to make some money yeah you're going to have to you, you will make money and you bring in seasoned horror writer director Lee Winnell uh, who was wrote and helped direct the Saw? Kickstarted the, the, the first Saw. Yeah. Kickstarted the Saw franchise. Wrote, uh, directed Upgrade. He, yeah, which yeah. I've heard only amazing things about. I love Upgrade. I've yeah. watched it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I need to watch it. It looks yeah. so good. I've watched the trailer and I watched one or two clips and mm-hmm. like the fight scenes just look so interestingly shot yeah I was like wow this looks unique they are it's very unique and this movie is interestingly shot as well it is and I must say oh actually after right after the success of the opening yeah for this movie he signed a first look deal with Warner Brothers really so most likely I have a feeling he's going to become the Dark Universe uh, guy the Godfather oh that's cool Zack Schneider was for the DCEU at one point and maybe he's the Feige of the Dark Universe you know what I actually kind of approve of that that's a cool thing you know it's kind of not tested like the Warner's there's one film and we'll get into the review but it's going to be positive spoiler alert yeah 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and we can tell you so even if we didn't like it yeah People it, like it. It's a good movie. Like, the critics aren't wrong on this one, and we yeah. we tend to agree, even though mm-hmm. we, there's obviously still criticisms. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Lee Winnell is an excellent choice for this Dark Universe thing, and I think he's... Uh, we'll get into this in the review again, but it's a modern... It's definitely a modern retelling. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's done well, because sometimes... When you give explanations to certain things, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. And I think he got the right balance. Yeah, and he We're made... We're kind of reviewing the movie now. Yeah, we are. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into it later, but yeah. he made a modern day explanation also horrifying at the same time, which is, which is interesting. And I'd like to see that done with the other ones. Maybe not Wolfman, because I really like... 
I really like Wolfman being like werewolf disease. I've always thought being a werewolf was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't know why. In my head since a kid, I was like... I identify as a werewolf. Oh, man, I'd love to be a werewolf. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible. And in the movies, they're like, woe is me. I turn into a ripped, muscular <laughs> monster who can tear things apart. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I don't think you're in control completely, though, as well. You know, you got that That's animal... Fine instinct you're yeah, like yeah that's okay i just like ripped my mother's heart out of her chest oh yeah i suppose oh, shit, i did that last night Ooh. i just sorry guys I, I was like if i got to choose between vampire or werewolf i think i'll say if i had to choose between being a werewolf yeah. or my mother oh my mother <laughs> oh, werewolf, obviously werewolf. werewolf wins no no i it's I, the cooler scene man yeah of the two i don't know which one i pick i'm i i, I do love those Can old we still talk about your mother yes yeah no werewolf <laughs> wins in the mother man. versus werewolf debate but here's the thing right yeah. so there's such a low risk with like a seven million budget. Yeah, they could kind of get so interesting with like Frankenstein yeah. and uh, the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. If they go for the Mummy again, like it's going to be small, contained, yeah. modern. I, I'm so into just what yeah. we'll get because they can kind of they can kind of push it a bit. In fairness to the Mummy, and I never thought I'd say this. The Mummy was a well-known action horror franchise that was tried and tested before. So I kind of understood why they approached it from that an- angle yeah, again. I, I, of course, when you look at The Mummy, you're not like, oh, well, we'll give you seven million. And the director's yeah. like, fuck you guys. Fuck you. Hey, what am I supposed to do what? with this? Brendan Fraser got more on his, for, on his, on his fucking paycheck in the now, first movie. Now, at the movie. same time, he'll do it for seven dollars now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's Robot Man and Doom Patrol. He's doing okay now. He's doing okay. He's doing okay now. He's not like, he's not crushing it. Yeah, he destroyed his body for those movies. I don't know if you've ever read read into it or looked into it, but he destroyed his body. He had back surgery in multiple movies. He's extremely likable in those movies. He is very likable. He's great. Rick O'Connell. Is that his name? Remember his character name. Yeah. Rachel Weisz was in, was she in She's in the first two and then it was recast after that. Uh, they have great chemistry as well. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. But uh, Ch- I, he's in the third one. He is in the third one. Third <laughs> one's not great. Um, Rick O'Connell. I remember that because I used to think Rick was the coolest first name ever really? when I was a kid because I love <laughs> the Mummy. And, and Rick now, O'Connell. And now I know, like, also Rick O'Connell, Irish kind of O'Connell. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, very Irish. I very would say Irish. O'Connell is extremely Irish. Yeah, but um, uh, I yeah, I thought it was the coolest name. But now, like, as I've gotten older, Rick is like. He's a guy who lives in a trailer park, bit of a yeah, trashy wife, you know what I mean? When, when I think of Rick, right, me and my friend used to have a hypothetical Bond villain that yeah. I came up with called Rick O'Shea. Oh, yeah? But he'd be like Ricochet. Uh, so he'd like fire a bullet, goes, bing, 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 and then hit someone. And like, su- my name is Rick O'Shea. Because it's such an Irish name, but then it'd be a cool villain name as well. I'm so surprised that's not a villain in something. Yeah. Rick O'Shea. Rick O'Shea. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so... Basically, the Invisible Man is crushing at the box it's office. It's doing really well. And will continue to crush. And the thing is, mm-hmm. crushing it means modest kind of box office figures in yeah. a way. So if it pushes past 100 million worldwide, which it most likely will. Massive success. It's a massive success, yeah. yeah. Um, and It's like a thousand percent profit. I think it kind of threw horror movies for a loop for a bit. Being like, oh man, big budget, big rewards, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's a big budget horror movie. It cost around thirty five million to yeah. make the first one. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that was that wasn't that was like a Hollywood horror movie. Totally. Where it, it was strange because it was just so popular. It was not. Yeah. It wasn't really the horror genre. It was so a horror movie, yeah. but it was like that. 
I don't know. It was open to the masses. It's, it was a Stranger Things horror movie. Yeah, it and, transcended genre in a way yeah. because people were like just normal moviegoers yeah. who wouldn't even like a horror movie. It's like, mm-hmm. I'll go see it. Yeah, because people know it. That's it's the, the Marvel movie of a horror, yeah. of the horror genre. You it's, know the way? It's, like, a, it's an established thing. It's in the, like, everyone knows what it is. Everyone remembers, like, especially if you grew up in the 80s, Tim Curry hiding in a drain, you know, stealing children and yeah, everything. I've never seen a movie and still... The poster yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I hated that poster. Just when the I was a idea. Kid. Yeah. Oh, just a killer clown in general. Terrifying yeah, concept. Horrible. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, coolrophobia. That's being scared of clowns. That's what Is that it? means there. That's. It's called coolrophobia. That just sounds like you're afraid of people that are way too cool. I know. Yeah. And I am afraid of people I who are way really too cool. Th- Whenever yeah. I'm surrounded by them, I'm thinking I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. Yeah, I shouldn't be I'm here. I'm not cool enough to not be cool around these guys. And yeah. they're all looking at me and thinking yeah. about me. Do you um, think that's how Kevin Bacon feels in Hollow Man? Oh no! <laughs> All the other people around them—they've yeah. got that. Yeah. Whatever it's the phobia you call it. Coolrophobia. 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 Not gonna repeat it. Okay. And um, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. Birds of Prey is on 190 million worldwide. Mm. It hasn't made 200 million yet. That it won't. is bad. Well, maybe if coronavirus fucks off and it gets released in China, it's an overrated movie. Uh, I don't know. Also, I. I've read things about how, like, female-fronted movies, Hollywood movies, don't do super well over there. Really? Without making a blanket statement Of course there. not. But I won't... I wouldn't let you do that, Oh, Ian. yeah, that's, that's my That's, your, that's, my yeah, that's thing. reserved for you. Yes, that's please. Your occupation. Yeah, continue. But, uh, yeah, I've read that, like, uh, one. that's one of the reasons Star Wars didn't do that well as well, because uh, Ray is kind of the front-runner. Mm. But anyway, uh, well, then again, Captain Marvel did, so... Oh, yeah. Maybe that's not right. But either way, even if it does crush it in it, in China, it's going to make, what, 300 million? Still less than Shazam. Yeah. Shazam, I don't even like the, the way they talk about Shazam as if it was a massive hit. Yeah. It actually wasn't. I liked the movie, but it wasn't a massive hit. No, it wasn't the big box office, bo- like, a uh, big box office, like, like the big balls, uh, Aquaman over Aquaman, there. Aquaman, yeah. Well, Jesus. DC still scratching their heads going, how? I don't understand. Aquaman <laughs> makes so much money, and Shazam doesn't, but Birds of Prey... Oh, make no! I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And that's like the chairman of, yeah. the, of Warner He's, Brothers. Uh, people, people know like Aquaman in Batman v Superman floating underwater. And Justice then, League make no money. Just, Aquaman make all money. Aquaman movie. But Aquaman in Justice League. He in ju- people not like it. Uh, give me billion. Give me billion. Give me billion. We established them as the toddler of the industry, didn't we? Yeah. Who was the who was the baby? That was U- Universal. Uh, Universal when you're trying to start their dark universe. <sighs> oh, just well, like, funny enough, Universal, they've grown up a little bit. They have grown up a yeah. bit. They've matured. They're playing with their dolls yeah, at the moment. They're matured. You know? yeah. They're maturing a little bit. They're, you know, they're, we, they gave them an invisible man toy and they're being really respectful with it. Yeah, this. they got their Ken doll. They got their Barbie doll. Yeah. Ken is the stay home, stay at home dad. Stay at home dad. You know, they're, they're super woke as well now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and like, we'll get into that with Invisible Man. We will, but like, you know, they're, they're growing up a little bit. They're being respectful. Uh, it has D- to be shaving Ken. Yeah, yeah. D- my sister had shaving Ken. Oh, my God. And I was God. like, whoa. They, they brought out a disco Ken. In the nice. early 2000s or the 90s. I, all I can see is uh, Michael Keaton now. When I think of Disco Ken. <laughs> yeah. From Toy Story 3. Well, they brought out Disco Ken and he was... Uh, basically, they sent people into nightclubs at the time 
to... We've told this story on the podcast, oh, but go I? ahead because it's a fantastic oh, okay. story. They sent people into nightclubs at the time to like scout out whether uh, what like people were wearing at the time. And they saw a lot of men with like earrings and bleach blonde hair and medallions and everything with this symbol in it. <laughs> They made Ken a gay man from the early 90s and did not realize it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and people loved it. Like, the gay community lost their minds over it. They're like, oh my God. We feel so represented. Yeah, we feel and so represented. like, rep- what, are you, what are you guys this is talking amazing. about? Ken's straight, okay? <laughs> yeah. Back he's, off. He's fucking the shit out of Barbie. Yeah. Him and Barbie don't have parts, but they're bashing them together. Oh, they're bashing okay? them, yeah. They're scissoring like mad. Don't make Ken gay. But it was one of the it's one of the best selling Ken dolls of all time because people it's loved crazy. it. I love I love that story. I, I forgot that I told it on the podcast as well. Yeah. yeah. You, you throw the shaving element on that? Oh my god, you got a hit. But he's shaving everywhere. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> he has to shave all of Ken. He's but like, give him a little chest hair yeah, that keeps he, growing back as yeah, well and he, he has to shave that. He has to keep shaving it. <laughs> oh you. Or he has a friend, Steve, who comes in and shaves for him. Yeah, yeah, and they're just mates. They take both trips and they go fishing together. Got the big, Steve is a big handlebar mustache. Broke, broke back Ken. <laughs> broke back Ken. Oh my God, that's Make amazing. Make it happen. Make it happen. Hasbro? Is it Hasbro? I don't fucking care. Make it happen. Whoever it's involved, make it happen. Okay, last thing about box office. Call of the Wild. The Call of the Wild, right? Yes. I thought it was doing moderately well. Okay. It may, it's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Review-wise, it was on 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, okay. If you watch the trailer, you're like, what the fuck? Wow, 60? It looks, it, looks, it looks terrible. 60 means it's still certified fresh. That's very strange. It's Harrison Ford stroking a man, <laughs> stroking in, a man in a motion capture suit. In a motion capture suit. Sean Gunn, probably. It, most likely Sean Gunn. Yeah. Um, Andy Serkis was busy doing yeah. Venom too. He only does apes. We established this. He only this. does apes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, or Gollum. Or Gollum. So, uh, it, it looks horrendous. The mm-hmm. the review, uh, sorry, the trailer looks so bad. It's still moderately okay. Yeah. Uh, review was it made eighty three million worldwide, and oh, I was wow. like, hey, that's doing okay. Yeah. Harrison Ford's not really a money maker. He's a legend. No. He's Han Solo, he's Indiana Jones. He's not he's, a box office draw. I don't even know. That's kind of a myth at this point. Yeah. Like, Will Smith's not a box office draw no. anymore. Tom Cruise is, in a way, if he's doing the right franchise, which the, means he's kind of not either. Yeah, I think franchises have become the box office draw exactly. as opposed to movie stars. Like, do you really think Chris Pratt is making all that money for Jurassic Park? Like, I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. But it's not him. No. It's it Jurassic Park. Even though, like, yeah. I love Chris Pratt. Love the actor. and, and He helps. He I'm does. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's it's Jurassic Park. That's it, the franchise. Funny enough, I will go see Jurassic Park movies be, because my brother loves them, number one, so I have to see them. But also, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt are in it. And I'm like, they'll probably give good performances. You know, I'm yeah. sitting there going, I'll probably enjoy them in the movie, maybe. Not what's surrounding them, but them, you if, know? If they clash privates, I would... Yeah. I would heavily enjoy that. Oh man, when they're like doing the will they won't they thing in the first one, and then they're doing the you could se- lean on that sexual tension. You like, could, I- and then the separated thing they do in the second one, but then you're like, you know, they're going to they're going to get it on. And then in the third one, I just hope that they start off just hating each other, so I can just watch them fall. But then he hate fuck, yeah, and it's fantastic, great. Oh, by the way, we we went away from Andy Circus. I was trying to figure out if I could do a Gollum impression earlier this week. I can't really, but I can do the cough. I could do that. that that's pretty damn good that's it that's the only thing I could yeah. do anyway continue that, that was all I wanted to sounds do sounds like you're getting Facebook yeah um, yeah by Tom Cruise well okay. the Remember? call of the wild <laughs> call back that was a call back call to back before bing, bing. Call, call of the back. wild that was a comedic it was a comedy okay. call of the wild call of the wild yeah 
it looked bad. It's still moderately okay. Mm -hmm. Then I looked up the budget. It cost 135 million to make. What the fuck? Like, who's giving? It was 20th century. A 20th century Fox. Maybe Mm -hmm. just before Disney got their hands (laughs) on it. They're like, what? Who signed off on this? Like, honestly, just like. Yeah. Harrison Ford doing a dog movie mm-hmm. and honestly the effects are so bad the CGI dog looks like something out of Roger Rabbit mm-hmm. uh, who framed Roger Rabbit it looks so yeah. so animated so fake mm-hmm. the dog looks almost like a person at times also it's, it's like the it's like the Sonic exactly. the original Sonic design also you know it's not a real dog because a real dog on set isn't looking at the actor he's looking at the trainer behind holding up the treat telling the exactly. dog to sit yeah. this dog is staring Harrison Ford in the face and it's like that means with these loving eyes yeah, and it's like that means it's not a real dog. There's too much passion. Yeah, too much humanity in those eyes. There's a dog in the Invisible Man who I fall in love with. The dog is barely in it, but I'm all, already attached to. Mainly because it's a real dog. Yeah, Zeus. I even remember the dog's <laughs> yeah. name. Um, but yeah, and I'm just I'm so just flabbergasted by the fact that it, it, someone signed off on giving Harrison Ford a yeah. Harrison Ford dog movie 135 million budget. Do you, do you think they were like Disney's taking over? How do we fuck them in some way? Yeah. Give First that. of all, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, New Mutants. <laughs> Thirdly, Harrison Ford <laughs> in a dog movie. <laughs> yeah, how much do they need? How, oh, he's going to so not enjoy this experience. Yeah, he's going to hate it. How much do they need for the movie? 50 million? Give him 135. 135 million. <laughs> Double that for marketing. Double that for marketing. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and then Disney come in and they're like, we're going to keep everyone where they are, so you guys just sort out whatever problems are there. We're going to bring in our team, and they're basically going to fire people. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You- but you know the Fox guy? Mm-hmm. The, the head of Fox is giving him the keys. And it's like... <laughs> they got... It's like he's, he's a second-hand car that's absolutely mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. And they're like... There you go. They're like, what, Enjoy. What properties do you... They're like trying to go over... So like, what properties do you have? Oh, well, we have this... Uh, Harrison Ford movie coming. It's gonna, it's gonna kill. And, and guys, it's gonna kill the box office. Shut up! Shut up! Stop laughing! Yeah, we have this like Harrison Ford movie coming out. It's gonna be pretty great. How much does that cost? Uh, and I, I, I don't have the exact figures pro- on me right now. It's in production at the moment. It's, you know, it, it's gonna do well. It's gonna do well. Trust me. It's gonna be. A you killer. look over it when, when I leave. Yeah, when I go. You, you can, have a look you, at the you numbers. You watch it. Yeah, you have a look. At actually, the you'll the, be happy. Actually, the trailers out. Um. So you, when I when I go when I go, you can check that out. You can out. check that out as well. Also, um, I'm just gonna give you the line. It just it's a phone line. Um, he keeps calling me, but I'm I've sent him on to you now. Yeah, it's the director of New Mutants. He keeps calling me, telling me about this movie that he like. I, I've given you him, know what? He, he's not happy. He's not happy. I've given him your number though, because you're gonna be. You in call charge. Him, you call him when I leave. You don't. Well. You don't need to call him. He'll call you. <laughs> he'll definitely he's, call you. He's, he's in touch you with me every day. You probably have call already. By the way, um, just just so you're, he's not happy. He, not he, happy. He's not. Yeah, he's not too happy. We didn't do anything wrong, but we kind of. We didn't. We, treat, may, have, we may have fucked him we, a little we bit. Didn't treat him, <laughs> we didn't treat him. We didn't treat him great, but we. It wasn't. It, you'll find out. Yo, you'll find. Yeah, reshoots. Yeah. Uh, I best be off. Yeah, I best I, be off. I have a coffee waiting. Yeah, I have a coffee waiting. <laughs> Me and uh, Brian Singer are going out for coffee after exactly. this. Exactly. The guy just goes straight to Apple TV for a new job. Yeah, exactly. Man, that was a really good bit. It lasted so long. Just gonna... We're like farmers milking the shit yeah, out of that joke. Yeah, milking that joke, man. That... I wonder how that'll look in the edit. Yeah, hey. Probably not as funny. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Clip. Clip, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so The Invisible Man... 
and Call of the Wild that was really all the box office stuff we had yeah that's pretty much and Birds of Prey is still not doing very well yeah, at all poor Birds of Prey Onward is coming out Yes. It's probably going to make a lot of money. It's a, a Pixar movie. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tom Holland, Chris Pratt. Two people I love. Probably going to make a good bit of money. Mm-hmm. I heard that it's actually kind of adult animated yeah. movie. If you watch the trailer, it doesn't feel like that. I didn't think Inside Out was going to be as touching as it was. And then Bing... Oh, that touches hard. Like... And then Bing Bong committed suicide. <laughs> my God. <laughs> to save them as well. Sa- that, like, I'll risk my life. Yep. Yeah. Bing Bong commits suicide. He's an, an imaginary friend or yeah. imaginary creature. He, Man, her, her old imaginary that got me friend. in the feels. Me too. I was in. I went to a, a pre-screening of that in the IFI, and when I walked in with all my friends who were much older, we were sitting in the front row. It was a children's screening, and it was like okay, it was like a matinee. It was like full of kids, and the, it was done by the Den on RTE, and they did this competition as well, where all the kids were answering questions, and uh, it was like okay. it was this whole children's event, and I was sitting in the front, kind of like this, because we were the oldest people in there who weren't with children. I've got that a few times before. I, I, yeah, I was just kind of sitting. Here You're like trying to this. pretend like this kid's yours, yeah, and the kid's yeah. like, "Stop touching me!" I'm like, looking, sorry, looking at the kid next yeah. to me, and I'm like, "Oh man, I, it was great taking my younger brother to this." And then, and then the mother standing right next to her going, that, that's my child, please that's, leave him alone. And I pass her some money and I'll just be quiet. <laughs> um, and then I was watching the movie and I felt myself welling up when Bing Bong commits suicide. Oh, man, it's so emotional. I'm it's like, so emotional. You're swallowing golf balls. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. This is really bad. What a deep, what a heavy movie. Yeah. Kids would, I'd come out perplexed. I'd be like, what was that? Because I feel yeah. funny. Yeah. When I, I feel I, like I, I matured during that yeah. movie. If I was a kid... I feel like I wouldn't understand a lot of it. Yeah. I would just be sad. I'd be very sad. It's like when Up starts and it's like, why is this movie breaking my heart right I'm at the very gonna beginning? I'm just going to absolutely destroy your heart. Yeah. How could Pixar do this to me in like the first five minutes of a movie? With no dialogue. No. Well, you get their first... It's fir- a montage. You get their first meeting, the building of the friendship, and then it's just a montage after that. And you're like, oh my God, I understand everything that it's happened. just the floodgates. So you're like, yeah. don't cry. Don't I'm cry. I'm at a kid's movie. Don't cry, don't Those cry. Those kids are not crying. Yeah. I can't be the one to cry. Yeah. So... I'm sitting here looking at onward trailers thinking a movie that's a fantasy realm in real in the real world where he can only create half his dad and his dad's a pair of legs for most of the movie. How's that gonna break my heart? Oh. Oh you wait and see. Yeah. You the, wait and see. I, I am. Pixar's like that's how we want you to think. That's how we we want you to think this is Come on in, come yeah, on in. Come it's on. a safe place. Oh, I'm sorry. You think this is a stupid idea? Please come in. Come in, yeah. Come in. We, Sit down. Have a look. Have a look. See what you think. Good luck to you. See what you think. Come Good luck to you. <laughs> Just hand you some Kleenex. Good luck yeah. to you. I don't... I don't... I, hug I don't ma- tend to masturbate during this movie. Because <laughs> that's the only... Like, I, that, surely that's cleanest. I don't care to masturbate in these movies, but if you give me a Kleenex, I'll, <laughs> I'll do what I must. I, I'll yeah. knock one out if, yeah. I, if I have to. Listen, if that's what I'm supposed to do in this... That pair of legs, man. <laughs> anyway, here, moving on. Will we... God damn it. He's got a set of gams on him. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to move to reviews, which we were like, we'll spend the I'm most... I'm a man about calves. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Invisible... Or will we get the Invisible Man review? Yes, because we basically did it already. Also, this, oh yeah, like, on. subscribe, and check out all our Instagram also, stuff. Also, fair play for remembering Thank that. Thank you. I check keep... us out on Instagram. Uh, Twitter. We're, we're on every platform, yeah, really. You got SoundCloud. You got Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube. If you're listening to this, yeah. it's even more enjoyable on YouTube because mm-hmm. we'll throw in some clips and yeah. we'll just have references to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But hey, if you're just listening, thank mm-hmm. you. Here's a fat Vin Diesel. 
Now we'll move on. We all, you know, if we're mentioning Vin Diesel, we and it's that, out of context, use that picture. Vin Diesel, because that's the true Vin Diesel. It is the true that's Vin a, Diesel. When everyone leaves the room, yeah. he takes off the stencil. Yeah. And he comes out. Yeah. Oh, and he knocks open a Corona. <laughs> the only one who gets to look, see him like that is probably Michelle Rodriguez, and that's just because she's walked in on him too many times looking yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He has to suck it back in. Michelle, you're here. Give it, get it. Get it. Yeah. Anyway, the Invisible Man review. We were kind of doing it earlier. But this is the Invisible Man versus Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we remember it. Yes. Uh, so what we said last week was I was going to watch Hollow Man, you were going to watch, watch the, the Invisible, Invisible Man. Man. In fact, we've watched both. We watched both because I got too excited hearing about the Invisible Man. And, and I was reading about it and I had the visions of like the memories of it. And I was going, yeah. he surely doesn't creep. Surely Kevin Bacon isn't just a creep. Oh, yeah. Sexually harassing women for two hours. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. It is exactly what I remembered. And it's almost two hours. We tried desperately to get a hold of the director's cut of Hollow Man. There is a director's cut that exists. Like, what? Like, as if we needed a director's cut. It appears to be impossible to find. It's like gold. It's It's, so rare. It's so hard to find. We couldn't find it. Yeah. There's seven extra minutes. So, we would like to think that the... The scene where he's sexually assaulting, I think it's Kim Dickens, where mm. his hand, the invisible hand, cups mm-hmm. the breast. Yeah. We'd like to think that that goes on for seven minutes longer. Yeah. There's invisible <laughs> penetration. Andy Circus has a motion capture suit on and yeah. he's just going to he's town. He's going to town at it. He was busy playing Gollum at the time, but fuck it, he came in to just go to town yeah. invisibly on someone. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Know? Sean goes like, how did I miss out on that one? Yeah, damn it. Oh, Come the, on. The one gig I do turned down. you need a dog down. to sleep with her because then I could do Circus. it. Circus. <laughs> 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 two, uh, I love, we, we've equated these two actors down to the basic thing they do where they play yeah. animals. That's it. But, uh, yeah, so we got too excited talking about Hollow Man and we ended up Actually, both watching it. Yeah. There's a Hollow Man 2 as well. We should oh, yeah. say with Christian Slater. Christian we, Slater. We didn't get to that. Not Christian Bale. Not Christian Bale. No. <laughs> Someone told me Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah. It's like, I, I Batman's in Hollow Man 2. Batman's in Hollow Man 2. No way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so will we review Hollow Man and the Invisible Man first? Or will we make comparisons? Well, I don't know. This is a difficult one. I tell you what, we'll do the Invisible Man quickly. Because we've kind of already done it, and we'll talk yeah, about it, and yeah. then we'll compare it to Hollow Man. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, The Invisible Man, it, as we were kind of getting into earlier... This it, is going to be a spoiler-free yeah. review. No, we'll spoil Hollow Man, because fuck that, Yeah, you know? we're going to spoil Hollow Man. It's already spoiled. Yeah, basically. The movie was spoiled the second it came yeah. out. You know, Kevin Bacon's a creep. That's basically the that's plot That's essentially line. it, yeah. Yeah, a murderous creep. A murderous um, creep slash genius scientist. Yeah, if you, if you start watching the movie... Because they go well together. Yeah, they do. Um, well, the Invisible Man convinces me that they go well together. Yeah, tr- actually, yeah. Yeah. Fucking good point, actually. Thank Damn. you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, right from the beginning, the Invisible Man, I, it, like, sets such a tone. Like, there was one word of dialogue in the first, like, five minutes or something. The tension in this entire movie, the fr- for me, the first hour yeah. is pure gold. It's so good. Seven, right, so we've already said uh, mm-hmm. during the box office yeah. uh, segment that it cost seven million to make. Mm-hmm. My favorite scenes are the cheapest scenes to make. Me too. Where it literally is just, uh, this isn't like a spoiler at all. Mm-hmm. Like, watch the trailer, you know about yeah. it. It's also called The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Elizabeth Moss. Moss. When Elizabeth Moss just has that instinctual feeling that someone's in the room mm-hmm. and she just looks at an empty doorway yeah. and the camera just lingers there a mm-hmm. little too long. Yeah. So effective. I know. So There's not, nothing there. There's this, actually nothing there. There's a few sound effects, some light sound effects of little creaks just to kind of give you a yeah. little hint. That is scary. It's That's terrifying. scary as fuck. 
when it's all psychological when there's a character doing something and the camera pans to the other side of the room an empty corner maybe an empty corner empty seat the character hasn't moved at all and it's just an empty corner and you're just sitting there and you're like you're filling in the blanks yeah it's all psychological yeah that is so effective that's great yeah that's great filmmaking it is when and you it, think of like the CGI mess that the Invisible Man with Johnny Depp would have been, yeah, I and know. then you look at that, yeah, how many scenes you would have gotten a lot more monologues from Johnny Depp? You would have been a lot more vocal. The Invisible Man barely says anything. See, it would have been his movie. Yeah, it would have been his movie. Like and, it would have been, and they would find some way of mm-hmm. shit. Like rain would all. It would always be raining. Yeah, just so that you can see the imprint of him yeah. during through the rain. Mm-hmm. Where this is Elizabeth Moss's story. And by the way, she kills it in this movie. This movie is. Oh my god! It's so, all her. It's, it's all her. her. It's so well acted by everyone. Like I'm buying into all the performances in it. I'm gonna look up some of the actors just to shout them out because there are some that I like. I especially want to shout out for well, being. Here. Sexy fox. Who's the? Did you you want to see the tall glass of handsome? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, there's a lot of handsome in this movie. There is a tremendous yeah. amount of handsome Ald- in this movie. Aldous Hodge is the is her friend, and he is this built police officer. You could climb up his triceps. He is one sexy motherfucker. <laughs> he Dis- seriously distractingly is sexy. A tall dark glass of handsome. Yeah, with a very intelligent daughter, and they have a great relationship with Elizabeth Moss's character. And the chemistry is fantastic. Yeah, it's extremely believable between all three. I, I love them. Yeah. Well, straight away, I'm like, oh my god, these are good guys, and I want them to live. Yeah, this is a nice dynamic as well. And uh, what's his name? Uh, who? Who? Where is the Oliver Jackson Cohen? Yeah, he's, Oliver Jackson Cohen as Adrian. As the, he's the invisible he's man. He's the invisible man. This is, he's a tall glass of handsome too. He is, but, yeah. He's, he's, but he's also like, very, he, he scores very high in the creepo meter. Yeah, but it's great in a great way. Not as much as Bacon. We, yeah. We'll get into that. But like, I think, I don't think anyone. No. You know, maybe uh, Brian Singer in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Can get that close to Bacon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Michael Dorman plays his brother, who plays the brother of Adrian, who gives a really great performance. An actor, I don't know. Maybe he's in things. I, I didn't recognise him. I didn't recognise him either. He I lo- thought he was really good. Yeah. And there's a really good question yeah. over him the entire movie where you're like, whose side is he on? Yeah, exactly. And it's it's super interesting. And then... Uh, is he... Because you're kind of like, is he a victim? Yeah. Or is he not? Is he not? You know? And I like that. And that's... Without spoiling anything, there's kind of just this interesting... Dynamic. Dynamic. And you're yeah. like... That you like, don't expect I, it first. Yeah. And I, I want to believe that he is mm-hmm. a victim as well of yeah. the Invisible Man. But yeah. then at the other time, I'm like... Hmm. Yeah. Like... You don't expect the lawyer character to have a bit of depth to him because that's what yeah. he is. Like he comes in, he's a lawyer, and the first scene he's in, he's kind of a bit like a bit shitty. He's but, abrasive, and you're like, oh, but okay. Every character they're in, every scene adds something to them. Like you get learn a bit more about. They're them. all nuanced. Yeah, they're all very nuanced. Like all except this, for maybe the Invisible Man, as such, because you don't get to know him that you well. You don't really get to know him, except that he's a, a pile of shit. Yeah, like <laughs> and he's a shitty person. I will say he's a shitty person, but it is fun to watch him be shitty person you know what i mean it is it is really fun like i enjoy the fact that uh they're using his apparent visibility which by the way maybe she's insane as well like kind of tip into that kind of don't kind of don't yeah you it's kind of yeah the, the, the trailer well, see uh, if you watch the trailer it, most likely unless she's actually seeing things that yeah. aren't really there yeah there's, there is an invisible man haunting Also, her. I would recommend if you haven't seen the trailer yet, don't watch the trailer. Just go straight into yeah, the movie. But I, do you know what? I feel that about any movie I yeah, see. Yeah. One, the first trailer is enough for me, yeah. usually. 
it, only because we have this podcast that we have to watch all these trailers and break I know, shit down. Yeah. I think I force Ian to watch most of these trailers as well because I can't stop. Uh, yeah, you, you can't help yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so you're a good one. I can measure off you. Sometimes I'll go to you. Yeah. Should I watch it? And there's been times where you're like, no. Yeah. The end game, I think the second trailer was, was it like, that you were like, don't. yeah, don't, don't watch it. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's basically it. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a great movie. We can only sing its, sing its praises. The criticisms we have, uh, the story kind of falls apart in the second... It, it doesn't to- fully fall apart. No. But there's there's more flaws to it, I would say, than yeah. the first hour. Like... The first hour... See, the first hour... Yeah. You don't... No questions are answered. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's so good. It's, it's extremely tense. Oh, I should say, mm-hmm. I invo- involuntarily mm-hmm. made a noise... In a, in a jump scare me too and uh, it was so embarrassing because no one else did <laughs> and I never I don't fucking scare like when I watch yeah. a scary movie I'm actually usually over it already I, I'm not a big horror fan because it's so formulaic and I don't really get I don't really like the supernatural stuff you know I can believe in Tor mm-hmm. I can I can believe in all these superheroes but with ghosts and and, and ghouls Cre- creepy or, shit. or creepy shit or possessions, it doesn't move me. It doesn't scare me. Yeah. This movie, there's a scene and I, I it it uh, gave me a false sense. It lulled me into a false sense of security. And I was yeah. just like, I can kind of, okay, I, I, I know it's a bit creepy. Yeah. I'm, I'm filling in blanks. And then, oh, yeah. and like something happened. And I actually went, oh, yeah. and I swear to God, my mate was laughing. And people in the cinema were laughing because... <laughs> Everyone jumped, sure, but yeah. no one made a noise except for this guy. So I went to see the cinema. I kind of forgot I was seeing it with other people. I felt yeah. like I was just watching it on a couch. I got very comfortable and I was, yeah. huh! and oh, it was it was very embarrassing. Everyone I went to see the cinema with at a different stage made an involuntary noise at one stage. Okay. Like a gasp or something like that. Even I did. So I'm, not, one, I'm not the pussy. No. At one stage, I saw like something happened and I went, oh, shit. And then like that, because like I wasn't expecting it coming. There was one of my friends was there. Uh, she was sitting like this like for the entire first half of the movie she was just sitting like this so tense the second that like the you, the invisible shit starts happening she was just sitting like this <laughs> really? for the whole movie she was just sometimes those people are distracting I know because I'm going oh my god that person is so into it do you ever yeah. see I love when the kids stand up yeah. and they're on the, the edge of the seat yeah, like I love that I love seeing that yeah. even though it is a bit distracting but mm. I'm like wow I'd love to be that kid right now because they're so into this they're movie the best time of life she was hating her life because she was so <laughs> she was terrified oh, she was fuck, like fuck. this is this is freaking her hair is falling yeah, out yeah. she's yeah. watching it her, we were, her eyebrows are yeah. suddenly in her hands yeah. she's like what what's going on with we were laughing at her we were like she is not okay she <laughs> she's so pale she wasn't okay she was like oh my god why am I in this movie she, she forgot to eat most of the snacks she brought with her because Fantastic. she was so so like nervous the entire time can you imagine a director viewing someone like that being yeah. like oh my god I did my job it's gotta be so satisfying I did my job especially with horror films you get a great reaction to horror films you see know? Elizabeth Moss Jesus Christ she yeah. just the I don't know the emotions that she conveys mm-hmm. it's it's engrossing you, yeah. you She's so believable in She's this role. She's amazing. She's really great. And she carries it. It's so her movie. Yeah. And she carries it well compared to Hollow Man, where the main character is Kevin Bacon's. Uh, is it though? Yeah. The, it's all, almost like they changed their mind. Yeah. Almost midway through the movie, they're kind of like, uh, he, you know what? He's the bad guy now, so we can't really make him the main character. So we're going to switch it over to. 
Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue and, and a handsome young Josh Brolin. A handsome young Josh Brolin. Yes. Oh, beautiful boy. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, it starts with... with um, Sebastian, Kevin yeah, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. And you're like, okay, it's fully his movie. Yeah. It's full, he's the one on the computer and he's trying to... First scene, by the way, he creeps on a woman mm-hmm. and solves the invisibility serum yep. problem. And those two things will come back together later. First movie. Yeah. First, oh, sorry, fir- first scene. First scene. First scene, the, scene, yeah. He cracks the invisibility. Come on. Yeah, I know. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit much. It's like Tony Stark solving time travel way too quickly. Yeah, at the but, start but of e- the endgame. But even in that movie, it's like, well, you know. And they, they, yeah, they fast forward things yeah, in that movie. Yeah, it's a bit, it's not too bad, you know. But this movie, he's like, first scene, cracks the invisibility thing. And first, he, it's, yeah, sorry, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I know, and he's already a dickhead as well, you he's know. He's wearing a leather duster. He's walk, yeah. He's got a convertible. Yeah. Plays his music way too loud. Yeah. And yet he's supposed to be like the head scientist. It just, it... He's way too confident. He's also a very good-looking dude as well. It's Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon in his, what, mid-30s, I'd say? 30s, 40s. Like, See, he's a good-looking guy. He is, and he's a charming guy as well. Yeah. And he is playing an asshole in this. And he, he does it well. He, he's he's lo- such a convincing asshole. He's loving playing an asshole. All the other performances, I would say, at the beginning can be kind of wooden. They do they do come into their roles. Except the, for him. Except it? for him. Because see, I he's so good at mm-hmm. playing that role yeah. that like I can't separate the, the creepy Sebastian that yeah. he plays and Kevin Bacon yeah. in real life I'm like oh he has to be a creep and he has to be an asshole in real life <laughs> which, know, is, which is clearly not true because Kevin Bacon's meant to be is he? apparently do yeah. you know? Mm, yes personally me and me and, <laughs> me and the Baconator hang out all the time the Baconator yeah that's that's what I call him because he bacon and eggs you're, the, you're eggs and yeah I'm he's eggs bacon. he's bacon <laughs> <laughs> that's your team team name bacon and eggs it's like shake and bake you know because I'm pale with a gooey centre oh yeah. Nice, and he's and you're a bit of a yolk as a well. A bit of a yolk as well, and he's just Kevin Bacon, so you know, yeah, bacon and eggs. But uh, smells good in the morning. Mm, that it does. <laughs> yeah. I love the smell of bacon in the morning. You know what feels good? <laughs> Waking up next to Kevin Bacon in the morning. That feels good. I'm yeah. sure it does. Um, but yeah, he's kind of a dickhead, and it's not really the slow. Kind of, you're being kind. He's he's a dickhead. He's and, a prick. And it's not the slow descent into madness that you expect with the Invisible Man. Is it a week long? He's like descent? a week. It takes a week for him to go like murderous rampage. Absolutely psychotic. Yeah. He's raping. Yeah. Oh, he's funny. I forgot that when I was a yeah. when I was a kid and I watched this movie. He rapes the shit out of a woman. Yeah, the first night he gets free, like I want to get some the fresh air. Night, yeah. He's like, I want to get some fresh air, and he goes off and rapes a woman. Is that the first night that he's invisible as well? It, it no, might be. No, he because he's under observation for a while, and they give him the latex mask, and then they're like. Uh, you have to stay in this and he takes it off and he sneaks out and they can't find him they're looking in his apartment and all the while while Elizabeth Shue is looking in the apartment you can see the other apartment in the back and you know he's in there he's in there raping the shit out of an extremely attractive woman now when I was watching that scene okay it's the girl that he creeps on as you said there's a callback really it's the girl he creeps on in the very first scene and it's so even funny because like he just he's working on the computer trying Mm -hmm. to solve the problem pretty much a pair of tits solved the problem because yeah. he just kind of looks over and she takes her top off and then she closes the blinds and he actually goes, he verbally goes, damn. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, fuck man, I was about to wipe one out to yeah, her. Yeah. And then he goes back, 
solves the problem. You know? oh, yeah. Actually, you know what he does the first the first day he's invisible, he sexually assaults Elizabeth Shue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. No, not Elizabeth Shue. Kim Dickens. Kim Dickens. Sorry. Yes. The, the short hair redhead. Yeah. No, is this? Yeah, that's Kim Dickens. Yeah. Oh, but doesn't one hundred percent? Oh, okay. But doesn't he also like come up behind Elizabeth Shue and like starts feeling her up and kissing? Her? He's like, but that's you... afterwards. Oh, that's yeah. definitely afterwards. Yeah. I think that's when she already knows that. Oh shit, he got out and he, he's yeah. done some. Can you tell? Unsavory what, things. Can you tell what this? is and i was like is he gonna put his cock in her mouth or something like that? Know, but yeah. then he kisses her you can it, tell what this is yeah, like, this is something touching her cheek yeah. like is that your is that your erect penis right there I, I no just, it's my finger i swear <laughs> well it smells like a dick no, I, was I was gonna, gonna say, say i was gonna say i know what it smells like <laughs> yeah. yeah and you're clearly circumcised yeah and, and then he starts like pushing up her skirt and everything it's yeah. like oh he's super creepy but what i was gonna say in the rape scene yeah he just sneaks into this very attractive woman's apartment mm-hmm. that he can see from across the way in his building. Yeah. So he sneaks into her apartment. And I just thought he was going to creep on her. He was yeah. just going to stand in the corner. The voyeur. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, masturbate or something like that maybe rub one out yeah and no he he just goes full-on rapist full rapist i I, when i was watching the movie i didn't know he had that in him yeah you know that way like i was like okay he he felt one one woman up while she was asleep yeah (laughs) not condoning it but i'm like okay he he passed he crossed a line but jesus crossed he crossed many lines yeah he goes into your one's uh room sees her topless for a Mm -hmm. second and he just he pounces. He pounces. Like, and whoa! Also, never seen again. That woman is never seen again. Never mentioned Did again. Her? Did he kill Did he her? Kill her? We yeah. don't know. We don't know what happens. But like, basically, everything just starts going downhill from you there. Think Elizabeth Moss had a bad. Yeah, I know. And um, but it's just like the movie relies again. This is what we is the beauty of this Invisible Man. You don't really the actor playing the Invisible Man. It's Elizabeth Moss's movie. You you it makes you know it's Kevin Bacon. Like when you see his outline, it's Kevin Bacon's outline. The problem everything. is he's the most famous person in the movie, yeah. so they kind of have time, to at the same yeah. at the time. It's yeah. Now Josh Brolin. Yeah, now, Josh, now Brolin. Josh Brolin would yeah. be, but he would be still the second most famous yeah. person there. Yeah, and he, he's a bit of a Hollywood legend now. But mm-hmm. at, yeah, at the time you're like it. Ha- it's his movie because he's Kevin Bacon. That's yeah. the problem. That's why mm-hmm. Johnny Depp is the the Invisible Man. Just wouldn't work yeah. because it would be the Johnny Depp movie. Even though, again, there would have been great like invisible box office returns for Johnny Depp. It was a failure and everything, but you know what I mean. Um, but Hollow Man was Paul Verhoeven, famous like RoboCop director. RoboCop and uh, 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 I, I can get it up if you want. No, it's RoboCop. And I'll get it up. Total Recall. That's what I want. Yes, to say. Total Recall. Total Recall. And uh, he's but this movie like. He was so obsessed by how this movie turned out that he kind of retreated back to uh, where French he, movies. But to French just, movies. I was yeah. going to say he also made Basic Instinct, which kind of works well yeah. with Hollow Man. Okay. Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Has the uh, flash of the of the, yeah. the private parts. Yes, Sharon it Stone. does. Oh man, famous scene. Um, oh. I can see how the the director of Hollow Man also directed Basic Instinct. You yeah, know, there's yeah. connections there. Yeah, that's it. And then when he reverted back to making French movies, he mm-hmm. made L, which is all about sexual a woman that gets sexually assaulted. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Kind of enjoys it at, at one point. Really? Yeah. That's weird. It, it's yeah. pretty weird. It's actually it's a good movie though. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's very mm. 
you know, it's 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 not very simplistic. As in, like, it's a woman who likes being sexually assaulted. It there's many levels to it. Yeah. it it's a, it's actually really well made. Movie. Whereas there's almost no levels to Hollow Man. Whereas there are levels to the Invisible he Man. He's literally a Hollow Man. Yeah, he the, uh, he's a Hollow Man. He was never much of a man to begin with. Exactly. So you know, and I do like Hollow Man, Hollow Heart. Yeah, I will say for the early two thousands, the CGI is great. It was nominated for an Academy Award. And uh, the latex suit and all that stuff—it looks, it, it, it looks look, goofy, but it is kind of cool. It works, you it's know. It's done well. It's iconic. It looks goofy, but looks well. It's a nice variation on the bandaged Invisible Man that you think of. Yeah, even though that is a cooler look. Yeah, but it's a classic. That's the thing. Yeah, the bandages with the trench coat and the glasses and everything. The plastic. When I think about what he's doing, though, he's he's actually naked and he's wearing plastic all over his face. That yeah. would be so uncomfortable. No, he must be sweating like hell in there. Yeah, I do love when he draws eyebrows on it and everything. He puts <laughs> yeah, on a wig. He puts on this terrible yeah. wig and a cap and the yeah. sunglasses. And like, like <laughs> you, you would just. Pull that guy over anyway you look so suspicious yeah he looks like a, such a pedo <laughs> yeah. also like I don't understand how um fuck what was I gonna say uh he's the only cool thing about the invisible man is he is an invisible man in hollow man like that's all he is he's not super strong he's not super resistible but f- super resistant but for some reason he's able to do these superhuman things almost yeah, and they do not explain it like he, you don't yeah. say because w- they're doing it on apes at first they're experimenting yeah. on apes it's mm. not as if the apes then are super apes no in fact they're putting normal cages and he yeah. can't get out yeah but he becomes superman like Just he's like, got this super strength yeah and he's like the greatest killer ever and for some reason he gets burned by a flamethrower but his skin like i don't know regenerates or turns invisible again or something i don't, I don't fully understand at me all neither i, really I was just gonna say um oh yeah his eyelids are transparent and that was one of the coolest things i thought about because yeah. i never thought of that yeah so that he can't when he sleeps like he can't uh can't see he can't he, he can't. sees through his own eyelids yeah can't close his eyes which I, I thought was fantastic. That's how you drive someone insane, but not in a week. <laughs> yeah, and also they don't they don't actually lean into that. Yeah. They don't really... He, he literally is just a guy who goes power crazy. Yeah. And wants to just perv. And they don't want to let him out of the lab. And he's like, I got to rape, man. Yeah, I got to... Let, let me... Set me free. I, I need to get out there and, and rape yeah. people as an invisible man. Even before he was Hollow Man... I got he, ambitions. Yeah, even before he was Hollow Man, he referred to himself as God. He did. Yeah. He, he sure did. He's an egomaniac who loves to be seen, who becomes invisible. That's basically yeah. what happens. And irony. Yeah, irony oh, for poignant you. Poignant irony uh, right ha, there. Ha, ha. And it does a give di- me good reviews. <laughs> and it does a diehard as well, where when they pull back, like at they, the end, it's the people leaving in the ambulance and everything. It's like, oh wow! So the credits are rolling over this. It's such a nineties movie. Yeah, movie. It, it comes out in the nineties. It comes out in two thousand. On the dot. It was actually made probably in nineteen ninety nine. Then. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a nineties movie. Such With, a, 90s, Good effects though. 90s, 80s movie. Like it's uh it's it's a fun watch, I have to say. It's that type of movie though that surely you take you step away from all right, if you if you made that movie, you step away from it for a year mm-hmm. and then you come back to it and go, Oh Ooh. oh, it's kind of just about a creepy guy who's invisible. Yeah, I do. Who just really wants to sexually assault women. Yeah. And I like despite enjoying the film, I know it's not good. Like the Invisible yeah. Man is a good movie. I would. It's a very. I'd say it's a very good movie. Yeah, it's a very really good movie. And just well, if you compare the two as well, yeah. then you really see how you get the whole invisibility thing wrong. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, they really do. They, it's casting someone like uh, a big name as 
the invisible man yeah it's uh, it takes attention away from the victims Mm -hmm. and the thing we were talking about we never really went into it Mm -hmm. the movie starts Kevin Bacon is the lead and he's the central character in the middle it gets really confused where they're trying to make him the lead but also trying to make Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Shue the leads and then by the end Elizabeth Shue and Josh Brolin are the good guys Mm -hmm. and the leads and Kevin Bacon is a supporting character yeah and, you know, I'd imagine I'm not a director, but, you know, film writing 101 mm-hmm. and directing 101 is like, yeah. don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like that thing. You just say it out loud and you go, that's not going to work. Have a clear cut antagonist, protagonist yeah. It's kind of like, oh, let's do six acts. Yeah. No, no, let's let's do three acts. Let's you do know? three like, acts. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, how did you think that was going to work? Yeah, I don't understand. Um Next, we have Octopus Interview to a Kill to review. Yes, baby. And um, these are the two last two J- Roger Moore, James last Bond. Two Roger Moore. We've, yeah. we've finished Which the I was Roger ca- Moore I era. Was kind of sad about that. I have to say, I did enjoy Roger Moore. I have a newfound respect for him as Bond. Definitely, like, even though I'm actually somewhat glad as well. I yeah. want to change. Mm-hmm. I've had enough seven, mo- seven goofy, silly, yeah. but fun movies. Yeah is enough you know that way mm-hmm. like I kind of want to see something new yeah me too um, uh, so yeah I mean we're probably going to get through these quickly but Octopussy I really did not enjoy <laughs> you have a vendetta against I this I do movie. not enjoy Octopussy at all the overacting in it is terrible they make Bond a clown um, at the start we see the death of I want to say 009 009 yeah as a clown and I said to myself yeah. if if Roger Moore as James Bond is in a clown costume at the end, yeah. I'm going to be fucking pissed. What happens? I know. He's a clown at the end, fighting goons, and they even make a point of him kicking people with his big Psycho Bob clown shoes and all like that. You're like... Yeah. <sighs> what are you doing? It's supposed to be this big, dramatic ending Yeah. where he saves the world, or mm-hmm. he, he somewhat saves the world, like... From war. Yeah. He prevents a war and he's in a, he's in a clown costume. You're like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? No one on set go. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe he's not in a clown costume. Maybe, maybe it'll take away from the dramatic ending. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's a real disappointment. And like, it's a convoluted plot again. It's not as bad as For Your Eyes Only, but it's pretty close. It, we um, had to do a breakdown. We had to kind of converse yeah. about like... Was this true? Was that true? Yeah, I had to Did look. Up, do that? I had to look up a breakdown, plot breakdown on Wikipedia because I was confused as to what had happened in the movie to make sure I knew. And I had to do the same for your eyes only. You explained a lot. You actually opened my eyes to some things that I didn't know. Yeah, where um, I was like, oh shit, okay, that's what that was. Yeah, and there's a lot of just shitty overacting in this movie, especially from a Russian general character. Oh, also, he, he's quite old. Yeah, he's, he's quite old. He's very old. He didn't want to come back for this. The only reason he did was because of uh, Sean Connery uh, coming back for, for No Time to Die. No, uh, Never Say Never, never Again. Never Say Never Again, sorry. So yeah. literally, this was the first... Th- there was two movies, two yeah. Bond movies coming out with mm-hmm. the original, the really kind of original James Bond, Sean Connery. Yeah. So uh, they had a rival Bond movie, which is just kind of crazy. Mad to think. It's kind of farcical just that that actually happened. There was a war yeah. of Bond movies and in the same year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny enough, Octopussy won that war. Yeah. But they were both quite successful movies. Yeah. And that's why they begged Roger Moore to come back. He, mm-hmm. he was finished with it. He listened to the critics. He was quite self-aware that I'm a bit I'm a bit of a geriatric bond at the moment yeah, creeping know? on the girls so he wanted to step away from it at yeah. the age of like 50 I want to say 2 mm-hmm. or 3 yeah. actually be even older you're 55 he by was that. Cl- he was in he was, I think he was 58 by his last bond movie and MGM begged him to come back yeah. because they were going to set up uh, it connects James Brolin 
Josh oh, Brolin's yeah, father. Yeah, he jo- was almost Bond. Yeah. We almost had an American Bond. An American Bond. And we there were screen tests for him that you can still view. And he still has like an American accent in them. And he essentially had the role. Mm-hmm. And then when he heard about Sean Connery coming back for Never Say Never Again in a rival Bond movie, they were yeah. like, we can't do this. Yeah. Like, think about one of the worst, rev- uh, one of the worst uh Box office wise movies, yeah, was the George Lazenby mm-hmm. Bond movie where people rejected it because they're like, "What? Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden they're going to throw an American in there who kind of can't do an kinda English accent. Isn't doesn't seem to be willing to do an English accent. And he's up against Sean Connery yeah, as Bond the again. The OG Bond, like this, only just beat it at the box office with yeah. Roger Moore back. So you mm. know, it's uh, it's an interesting one, but uh, it's funny that he was he was done with it. Yeah, and then he makes and then he makes another one again mm-hmm. after. Uh, Octopus as well, isn't it? Yeah, listen, um, it's it's got to be tough to walk away from bonds. That seems to be the the common thread through all these people, you know. They probably offered him a boatload of money yeah, as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Do you know what though? He, I will say, he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Like even a view to a kill, he's fifty seven, fifty eight. Yeah, he's still Bond in my yeah. eyes. He's he's old as fuck. Yeah, he is. He looks like he's got a. Uh, a ton of Warder's original in his pocket, you know that way. <laughs> Absolutely, he's but, like a granddad Bond, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like he does pull it off. Money Penny becomes a granny. She's Granny Penny in this. Granny Penny, buddy. And in Octopussy, they have a young version of her there, and you almost think, is this going to be the new Money Penny going forward? As if like they were setting someone, setting her up to be the next one when Maud. What's her name? The actress? Uh, Lois Maxwell. Lois Maxwell. I don't know why I thought it was Maud. Um, Lois Maxwell. She looks like a Maud. She does, yeah. When Lois Maxwell retires, but uh, yeah, no, she's not seen in A View to a Kill and she's back again. So I'm interested to see if Moneypenny's still going to be in it. She, that's her last movie, A View to a Kill. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was the end of her. And she's 58 as well. It's the same age as um, Roger Moore. Well, they are. And they look appropriate together. They somewhat do, except he's still, like, he, like yeah. he's, he's a good-looking 58-year-old. He's a very good-looking 58. Like, take 58. him 58. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Tom looks Cruise great. Tom Cruise is 57, though. Do you know that? I know. Compared to two, but like look, Sean Cruise, Tom Cruise has got that Scientology blood in him or something like that. I don't know act, what he's got. Modern day actors cannot compare for Roger Moore to look that good at 58 in the early, in the 80s mm. is is a testament to his good genes. Where Tom Cruise is probably eating like stem cells for breakfast. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. He's baby fetuses he's eating for yeah, lunch. The like, man is a physical specimen at the age really of 50, is. 50, 57. 57. Like, it's insane. Brad Pitt's nearly 60. Like, come on. Fuck off. Yeah. What the hell? How? The- how? Being that handsome has to be illegal. <laughs> Sadly. How can I compete? Not just handsome, how but charming. Com- yeah. How, how can anyone compete? Ugh. Anyway, we should get off this topic before we get go crazy. Octopussy does not... Is, it was my least favorite Bond. Of all the Bond themes we've had so far, I could sing you a line from all of them. I do not remember the theme from Octopussy. There's no theme. No. It's not, in my eyes, there's no theme. There's a song. It's not particularly scored well, despite John Barry being back. I know. It's like he was asleep. He was like, yeah. oh, he was probably busy trying to sort out his tax situation, mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. wasn't really yeah. concentrating on the movie. And I do, I, the one thing I do like is that uh, because they're in Germany for it, all the Germans are dickheads to James Bond, and I feel like that was clearly like a writer's decision or That's something. That's in a view to a kill, is it? Or 
or is it octopus? Uh, no, that's an octopus. Octopus. You know, because he's trying to get a car, and like the kids stop, and then they drive away, and then he's trying to get in the phone booth, and the woman's not letting him in, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great when you like. Uh, they kind of have prank him pretty much, but they yeah. stop, and he's like trying to save the world. Yeah. And they're like. <laughs> they drive away. Um, Psych. And then there's just the, been punked. And then there's the uh, stereotypical Germans who are giving him sausages and beer oh, and everything. Yeah, it's so stereotypical. But there's also like too many. Um, henchmen in Octopussy there's like the robo arm one and you know what through the whole thing you're trying to figure out which is which one is the one yeah which, which one do you want me to fixate on yeah which which is the main but the reason one really there's one. that quiet Indian guy that you know what he just Jaws has a personality without saying a word yeah and he's not really that interesting no, like if he's he, not if he was given the spinning he tastes de- like water you know yeah. what I mean if he was given the spinning death blade maybe that would have been a nice touch to him oh but scary yo-yo man scary yo-yo man yeah when I was a kid that, that left an impression on me it's yeah. like that's a scary weapon also this uh, movie features Roger Moore's worst kiss of all People need to watch yeah, this kiss. It is the worst that, one. Just after the moment where she shows you the tattoo, and I actually thought the whole movie was named after a slag tag. <laughs> I thought, like, the, oh, the, the, a tramp stamp is what the movie's named after. No, it's not, mm-hmm. because there's actually a woman called Octopus, or at least she goes by oh, that, much better. that moniker yeah. later on. But I didn't know that because I don't remember this movie at all yeah. from when I was a kid. So I just see this little tattoo, and she's like, oh, this is my little Octopussy. And I was okay. like, James Bond's like, fucking hell. And I was like, the movie's named after a fucking tramp stamp. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. But thankfully, it's not the case. That, oh man, the two Hoovers, yeah. that fight, that kiss. Ugh. It's so cringeworthy. Everyone, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and then she even opens her eyes as if to say, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, right. You know? At the end, she just has this surprised look like, oh my God, did we just film that? It's really bad. I will say one positive for Octopussy is um, the his the contact... Ending? It ends. It ends, yes, that's true. His contact in India is a cool character that I was happy to see more of, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like correspondent, Indian correspondent, avid tennis player. Yeah, most of them are interchangeable, but this guy kind of had a cool personality and I was... Yeah, he kind of jumps off the screen. Yeah, he was played well. Unfortunately, he's killed because obviously... It's also the first movie where we get to see Q in the field. Yeah, Q goes out in the field, pretends to fish. And gets uh, the Indian guy killed. <laughs> Conveniently not there when everyone uh, yeah. shows up to kill gets him. Gets the Indian guy killed. Yeah. Back to the lab you go, mm-hmm. Q. Bond hides in a crocodile. Yeah, yeah. I love that crocodile. Me too. I, you know, when the crocodile was going across the screen, I forgot that I, I remember that scene as a kid. Yeah. I forgot about that scene. And I was going... Jesus lads that crocodile looks so fake come on yeah. put some effort in and then it opens up and it's just Bond uh, I was yeah. like ah oh, I understand love it but I was looking at that and I was like there's no way he's dry in there when that mouth opens all the water spills in he's just <laughs> 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 you know yeah, spitting it back out but uh, yeah and then there's he you know he's just stu- he dresses up as a gorilla and hides in it he's Tarzan oh, he- swings he's, he's a, clown. a clown he's a knife throwing he, there's so many costume changes he, he, it's just a, it's just joke he dresses up as a twin a twin a twin yeah. he takes the outfit of a twin like and obviously guess what? he gets noticed yeah guess what the he other, gets identified the other twin notices oh there is a cool moment though when the twin says like his brother's name or like Sergey, and Bond stands up and he's like <gasps> You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, but Bond obviously play cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just starts around. laughs> there's a there's a knife guy. Just Daniel Day Lewis. It met mm. it met it all the way. Yeah. I'm an oral man, you see. I am your brother. <laughs> I am your brother. 
abandoned my child. You made a good point off the podcast that uh, he out knife throws the knife throwing guy. As always, yeah. Bond like, always. This, has- this is this is your man's livelihood. I'm I'm the knife throwing guy. I identify. If you look at my Twitter handle, mm-hmm. it's the knife throw knife guy. And what happens? He out knife throws the knife throwing guy. Yeah. Because Bond is Bond. Bond is always like, he's it's it's. He always has to beat them at their own game. That's the thing. He cooks up a mean quiche as well. He cooks up a mean quiche in a view to a kill. kill. Apparently, he's a great cook. If She's he... like, I've got no food in, in my uh, refrigerator. That's and he's okay. Like, I've made a quiche. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like, whatever the villain's cool thing is, like, if he's a gambler, Bond will out-gamble him. If he's a knife thrower, he'll out-gamble him. If he's a marksman, he'll out-shoot them. He's, if he's a gymnast, yeah, he's, he out-gymnasts him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, like, he always, he's just one step better than everyone else. Um, but yeah, I really he's just that guy, isn't he? Yeah, I really didn't like Octopussy. Um, it's just a not one of my favorite Bond movies, but I don't think it's the worst one. And uh, yeah, a movie that I did enjoy though was A View to a Kill. Can we talk about the team tune? Duran Duran. Oh my god, nails it! Apparently, the bassist got drunk one night, ran into John Barry, and said, "Why do you not not, not John Barry? Oh. I think it was like one of the producers or oh, some shit like that." One of the producers, and he was like, "Why do you let terrible people write the music to your movie?" And they were like, "Why don't you get someone cool like us in?" And then they did. Now okay. that's just a rumor. And but they wrote it with John Barry though, which is super cool, and you can hear his influence. You can, but yet it's such a conventional. Mm-hmm. I'm not sorry, conventional, unconventional, unconventional Bond team. It's like very, it's so cool. It's contemporary. It's very cool. contemporary. That it's, was the word I was looking for. It's timeless as well. It kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. But it's not, and it is. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool song now, mm-hmm. and yet it's such an 80s song. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Yeah. I know what you mean. It's classic. It is a classic. I, man, when the drums just hit, yeah. uh, great opening scene as well. Yeah. Could kind of do without the Beach Boys. The, yeah. John Barry is on point in this movie. He, he wakes up. He the tax stuff is is done with. Yeah. He's got it sorted, <laughs> and he really focuses on it, this music. And it it's it's brilliant. It's, it's back, actually fantastic. Yeah, it's back to, to, to Moonraker, to. John Barry. It really is. Yeah. And I think there are some moments that are even better in this. Like, but the opening scene, for example, he finds another funny enough dead 00, 003 this time. Double O three. And he's in this. And one of the criticisms I read for the last movie was that uh, Bond is never in danger at any stage. I don't really feel like Bond's in danger at any stage in the previous movie he's such a badass yeah but in this one like he kind of starts getting not fucked up but like his plans keep getting interrupted as he's skiing down and has to move from one thing to the other and it's just a really fun scene until the Beach Boys he's a little bit nimble he's a bit too nimble a bit nimble for a 68 year old or 58 year old (laughs) they don't address his age at all which I actually think would have been kind of cool just to be like shit you know like I'm getting a bit old for this shit a bit of a Danny Glover on it would have been a bit ahead of a time it would be but uh, yeah they don't address it at all um, but yeah the Beach Boys it, it starts off and John Barry is nailing it yeah. and then all of a sudden he's on a he's on a snowboard and the Beach Boys play a makeshift snowboard a DIY kind of snowboard yeah. and the Beach Boys come on and you're kind of like oh it's so goofy and then straight away it just played for like 30 seconds to a minute and yeah. then it's back to John Barry's epic dramatic scoring like what yeah. he's doing just well, yeah. don't interrupt his fantastic score yeah just leave it this is like, the be- I like the Beach Boys but yeah. what he's doing this is the best score we've had in the last two movies come yeah. on and like it, the score gets better and better there's a moment where Bond saves someone from a burning building and it's one of the best Roger Moore moments in any Bond movie I would say ever of, of seven movies yeah. this is one of the best I felt like standing and saluting the yeah. guy of all I was re- I was yeah. I was a b- not choked up but I was I was very into it. I yeah. was so I was so there with him, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my 
God, it's, it's so heroic. It's funny how he can save the entire world, and he's just saving a woman yeah. from a burning building, and that's all I need with fanta- John Barry just oh, serenading us. Mm. It's so good. And it's with A View to a Kill. Like, it's not his own composition. He uses A View to a Kill. The melody from yeah. uh, the actual chorus. But mm-hmm. then again, like, he helped write the song, so we don't even know whose melody is whose, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a beautiful scene we obviously have to talk about Grace Jones how could we not talk about Grace Jones how could we not talk about the leotard she wears Grace Jones looks like someone who would fuck me up and yet I would so want her to she's both asexual and incredibly sexual at the same time she's so feminine yeah and very masculine at the same time she's an anomaly like I've always known Grace Jones like I've always heard she was this icon you know she was a singer and uh, she was a fashion icon and everything but you really kind of feel how iconic she is she plays Mayday in this movie Mayday like put it this way yeah Christopher Walken is the main bad guy Mm -hmm. and I actually think she outshines him and she's not really an actress in a way no she she has acted in many things but She like she's more known as a as a um, recording artist, yeah, you know what I mean? as a cultural icon. Yeah, like Christopher Walken is Academy Award he's winner. Walken. Yeah, he's fucking Chris Walken, and he's great in this role. He I, is. I really enjoy him. You don't he's get, so psychopathic, like, uh, and he, he he knows himself. He laughs. He's, <laughs> when he's dying, when he's about to slip off, and he starts laughing, <laughs> I'm like, that's such a memorable. It's not even though it's not even like a crazed laugh. He's just laughing like. Oh man, I'm about to die, and it's yeah. just—it's just—I really enjoyed. Now it was announced that David Bowie was going to play this role, which is crazy. Like he accepted the and role, he ha- and he had to drop out. By the way, uh, be- considering that we find out that uh, his character Zorin is a experiment, do yeah. you think David Bowie's two coloured eyes and everything and his look lends more to him being this genetic experiment? It kind really of guy? would. Even just his flamboyancy would really yeah. work for the role. Now we got Christopher Walken, uh, uh, but Sting was nearly it. Sting was, that was nearly their it. next choice. But to go back as well, with Grace Jones and David Bowie cast, they're kind of ambiguous people as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they would be, they would be great. What a power couple. Yeah, they would what be a power, a power couple. couple. They'd be the new... Victoria and um, David Beckham yeah, like they would have been a cool pair but start a fashion line <laughs> but I know Roger Moore doesn't like A View to a Kill and there are were criticisms in this movie for, for the violence for, for how psychopathic uh Zarin is and a particular scene where he guns down a lot of innocent mine workers and it is a bit shocking for a Bond film even yeah. though I'm not against the scene I, yeah. I quite enjoy it because it's harsh yeah it's hard I've ne- we've never seen it before in a Bond movie Bond also shoots one or two people right in the head yeah he gets and a- you see blood and yeah. I'm like oh Okay, because I always think mm-hmm. Bond's like Star Wars. Yeah. You know, the, the judo chop is almost like the lightsaber stab. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't read like they're dead. But well, I know the judo chop mm. is not they're dead, but they're sleeping for like a day. Yeah. Well, when you think about the lightsaber chop, though, that that weapon is designed to decapitate and like maim people as well, which is so weird. Yeah. Um, but, but there's not a, a drop of blood, and I know they say cauterizes the wound yeah. or whatever. But at the same time, you're like, it's PG. Yeah. You want to make money. That's yeah. that's why. Um. But, but the judo chop is like the most passive way. Yeah. And now uh, of defeating a, and now a it's, villain, it's like headshots and like people are being gunned down and blown up and it. But like it's no longer the pratfall blown up where like someone flings back or whatever. Someone's blown up and crushed by rocks and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, like they're deformed. There's it, broken yeah. bones. It's really like it gets quite violent. And Roger Moore is 
he does not like violence. He's a pacifist. Really. He's he's not. Yeah, he he's never really enjoyed violence. He prefers the Bond to be a fun romp that's kind of tongue in cheek, wink at the camera. We're all having fun together, and he felt like this straight a bit too far away. Mm. And I understand that criticism. It is the most out there um, James Bond movie of the Roger Moore's. It's the most out of out of character with the rest of them. I would say true. And even though I must say I kind of enjoy Me seeing too. the violence have a bit more of an impact. Yeah. Like that's what we're talking about—the epic scene where he's going down the, mm-hmm. the um, the ladder, yeah. saving the woman from mm-hmm. the burning building. I'm like, yeah. wow! Like without the harshness of that entire movie, that whole setup, yeah, that wouldn't be as impactful as it is. You I know? agree. It's kind of a smaller story. Like it's a big, it's a big plan. You know, he it's wants. A, it's always, it's always a big. It's plan. a huge plan. Another crazy billionaire. Not as big as going up to space or living underwater, but pretty fucking to create a massive earthquake microchips sh- with my four <laughs> microchips to create a shift in the earth's plates that would cause silicon, un- oh, sorry, sil- yeah, silicon valley to sink and be flooded in which would also cause unparalleled problems for the rest of the world <laughs> no, but let's just ignore that fact like it's such a big plot but it feels a bit smaller it's a bit more contained yeah. you spend more time in locations which you i do which yeah, i quite enjoy you really do um, where you get to know it like you spend a lot of time at his horse ranch and everything meeting like the mad scientists and the crazy sexy riders he has and everything yeah man I, I every time I think of this movie I just think of Grace Jones mm-hmm. and her makeup yeah. and her hair and the hood up yeah. she's got such an iconic look about she her does. she scares me Yeah, she sexually scares me as well yeah, but I'm like I'm into I gladly it. take that bullet at yeah. the same time like, I'm into it she's gonna fuck me up like I won't be walking right for a week you yeah, know that way but, but it's, the, the roles are reversed I may, may be in a wheelchair afterwards <laughs> but it'll be worth it my ego will be in a wheelchair forever it's like after in, it. it's Futurama when they go to the Amazon planet and it was like how did the last man die crushed pelvises yeah, yeah. death by New yeah, yeah, and they're all sitting there with big smiles on their face, <laughs> but shattered pelvises. What a way to go! What a way to go! Um, so yeah, that's kind of. I really liked a view to a kill. Is it the best of the Roger Moores? Well, we're gonna rate them now, aren't yeah. we? We're gonna give you our ratings. Um, so at number seven, for your eyes only, hated it. Yeah, do you want you do your entire okay, list? Yeah, go ahead. So for number seven, I have for your eyes only. I hated it. My least favorite Bond movie of them all. I would Hate's say a strong word, man. It is a strong word, but I really didn't like it. <laughs> um, I could. I've struggled to tell you anything about this movie. I could. Get, I could probably rattle off the plot of a lot more of the Bond movies. Yeah. For your eyes only, I forgot yeah, most. It's of It's still it. a puzzle. Yeah, still kind of a puzzle, really. Uh, Octopussy would be going number six. Um, it has redeeming elements, but even the good parts are brought down by the bad parts has a shit opening I didn't say that earlier <laughs> yeah. I hate the opening of this movie when you came in after because we worked together the next morning yeah. you came in and you're like yeah I watched Octopussy didn't yeah. like it didn't like didn't it, like it. You, look, like you looked it. angered yeah I was angered I was infuriated by how much I did not like the movie but then I watched A View to a Kill and I was like I was entertained throughout this whole movie but number five is a controversial one The Man with the Golden Gun I would say I really, interesting choice I really am um, this movie was not as good as I thought it was. And after watching all the Roger Moore ones, I there's four more movies that I would gladly watch again. And The Man with the Golden Gun is kind of... I could go without seeing it ever again. And that's the one with Christopher Lee. So it yeah. makes no sense. But I totally agree with what you're yeah, saying. I know. It's mad. Um, so number four is A View to a Kill. Um, I would gladly watch it just for the score. Some of the epic moments like Christopher Walken and Grace Jones. 
Sure, the plot is a bit hokey, hoaxy, and it everything. always is. It always is, but I really enjoyed that movie, and I think it's better than it gets a lot of credit for. It's ranked. It's one of the worst-rated Bond movies of all of them, and I really don't understand why on Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, the base jump off the Eiffel Tower. Oh the yeah, the car that's cut in half. Yeah, um, so much fun. So much good stuff. And um, number three is Moonraker, just for its. Just we j- both enjoyed Moonraker quite j- a bit, didn't we? It's another great score. Hey, Jaws gets a girlfriend. Jaws gets a girlfriend. It just makes no sense. It's Bond in space, but <laughs> guess what? It's fun, you yeah. know? And that's what I liked about it. Um, number two is The Spy Who Loved Me. It's brought down by Stromberg, but it's also... <laughs> Mr. Webhands. Mr. Webhands, but I'm entertained for most of the movie. You know, Triple X is a good addition. Oh, Bond- yeah, Vin Diesel's in it. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He nails it. Um, she is... She's a very attractive she's woman. She lovely. could be one of my favorite Bond girls. Me too. Them having the difference of opinion with like you know, I he him killing her and him having to say it was him or me. You know, kind of his equal almost. Yeah, that's a well acted scene. Maybe as well. if it was made in the nineties, she'd actually be his equal. Yeah, or even today, like she'd yeah. be better than oh, him by definitely. the end of it. Oh yeah, but today <laughs> yeah. she kicked the shit out of she him. She kicked the shit out of him, but um. Yeah, uh, it was it was a nice touch, and Jaws being introduced was great. He's so charismatic, says nothing throughout the whole movie, but it's just really likable yeah. as a villain. And he's like one of those uber henchmen. He's the one that sticks in your head. Yeah, he's you know? a super henchman. Yeah, um, and then number one, Live and Let Die. Roger Moore's first outing is his best. Easily. He solves the heroin problem in, Ar- in, in Ireland. In, in, in Ireland. In America. Yeah. He goes to Harlem. Yeah, he's just, he's just killing it, and I he's, really enjoy it. He fights black people yeah that's essentially the movie they make a really good point of making it easy for you to spot (laughs) the bad people it's everyone who is african-american in the movie exactly yeah everyone who isn't roger moore and is african-american that's actually a serious observation if you watch it you're like oh the black people are the bad guys yeah that's basically and they're all in on it they're all in it there's everyone in harlem yeah. Is against Bond. There's a parade at one stage and they just murder the only white guy there. <laughs> of course. And the whole parade is clearly in on this charade. In New Orleans, isn't yeah. it? Oh my God. It's mad. Anyway, um, so that's my ranking. Uh, Ian, do you want to go through yours? All right. So, Ian, let me hear your list. Right, well, you described them all. <laughs> so I'll just jump in. Yeah. I'll do this. Rattle them off really quickly. I think we're pretty similar anyway. It's not as different as Very a Sean Connery. Similar. Yeah. Very similar. So, number one, Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. He runs across crocodiles. Come on. Yeah. Got, man's got a hook. How could you not? Man's got a hook for a hand. A guy explodes like a balloon. Mm. Uh, Moonraker is my number two. Yeah. Makes no sense. I don't care. Jaws gets a girlfriend. Come on. <laughs> uh, she probably goes down that pole like Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, his, his erect penis. His erect penis. Uh, <laughs> the Spy Who Loves Me is my number three. Yeah. I lo- the team tune I was against for a while because yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I love that team tune so much. I'm glad that you come around. And Triple X, man, she is a hot piece of agent, yes. uh, Russian agent. Russian agent. It's a I, pi- I love her. Yeah, it's a pity that, you know, she didn't come back because she was meant to be in a view to a kill. If we were going to rank Bond girls just by attractiveness, yeah. actually, she has great personality as well. Yeah. She actually has some depth. And she is so hot. Yeah. You know, the other ones are just like legs and tits. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, oh, look, there she is. They can be, yeah. Yeah, they have no backstory. Yeah. That's not me. That's just... I mean, I am an idiot, but that's not me saying that. Like, that's... it actually really is. It's the movie, so it's yeah. So like, oh, look, she, she's just a, a sexual partner for, yeah. for Bond. Anyway, if you two kill is number four, mm-hmm. he drives a car that's cut in half. Grace Jones, I want to fuck her, but she'd probably fuck me. <laughs> I love it. The Man with the Golden Gun is number five. Yeah. I kind of don't like that movie in yeah. a way. 
I don't know, but he drives a car that has wings. There's that cool, um, oh, there's the cool opening scene. There is with it the, where, where they have no parachutes. And yeah. shit. Oh wait, no, it's not. No, no. Not, oh, forget what I'm saying. Yeah, they're the golden gun. <laughs> Christopher Lee. Hey. Yeah. Almost, hey. <laughs> almost good. He should be better. It should be it better. Should be better. It should be higher I, up on I blame, the list. I blame the producers and the director, not Christopher Lee himself. No. And uh, number six is Octopussy. Yeah. Hey, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of not fine at the same time. And yeah. then number seven is For Your Eyes Only. It's actually For No One's Eyes yeah. Only. Worst Bond movie of them all, I would say. I, I Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You only live twice, though. I have a vendetta really against that bad. as well. Yeah. Uh, that it's It'll be tough putting which one at the bottom. Although maybe, like, maybe the next few might be really bad yeah we'll see we'll see well, yeah because I, I, Timothy Dalton for me that's unexplored territory I, have almost, I actually don't think I, yeah. have a, I have a memory this is my only memory you know what I mean I'm like oh that guy with the with the yo-yo man with yeah. the blade yeah. or you know Jaws they're, mm-hmm. they're my little connections as a child to certain movies yeah um, Timothy Dalton the only connection I have the only memory is me coming in and going to my dad maybe I was 8 years old mm-hmm. or something like that going Hey, what's that on the TV? And he's yeah. like, uh, "It's James Bond." I go, "No, it's not." Yeah, that's not James Bond. That's not that's not Roger Moore. I wouldn't have known his name, but I yeah. know what he looks like. That's not uh, that's not Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, no, there was another guy who played it, and it definitely wasn't George Lazenby." I know because I remember my dad going, "Timothy Dalton." Yeah, he he played him. I think it was a train scene. Mm. Is there a train scene in one? I, of them? I'm not very familiar with the Dalton movies. Anyway, that's my only memory of those movies. So I'm looking forward. You're to about those. to make some new ones. Yeah. Um, so. The coronavirus, just to get into the news, we're going to skip trailers today because we go for so long. Yeah. And we're probably going to do a more news heavy, trailer heavy uh, episode episode next week week to. Depending up, on how bad the Timothy Dalton movie is. Yeah, are. depending on how bad, how much we, we want to talk be, about it. Yeah, them. it might be like moving right along. Yeah, but uh, we are going to. The James Bond has been pushed back due to the coronavirus uh, to November 25th from April 10th, which really pissed us off. Hey, coronavirus, fuck you. Yeah, we've been working hard in this segment where we watch all the Bond movies. This is our first proper thing where we're like, you know, we're actually going to dedicate our time and do something special for the we're, podcast. We're committed to, the, to doing this. We've been pushing ourselves to do it, torturing ourselves watching two hour certain, certain movies certain, certain movies. movies pushing our way through two hour movies hey MGM make a movie that's not two hours and ten minutes just long be, just because the one before was that long doesn't mean that one after has to be that long Octopussy is two hours and ten minutes long you, and you feel all of that yeah you know that because you're checking every ten oh, yeah, minutes yeah. to see how long is left the fu- I've been watching this for three days it feels <laughs> like <laughs> anyway um, so yeah that's kind of sucks um there I'm was, not over it. I'm, uh, I have PTSD, man. It, it's going to cost them fifty million, uh, with delays. But they, yeah, the marketing has already they've spent around thirty to fifty million on marketing yeah, alone. Yeah, already. But they would have lost a projected thirty percent of their overall profits predicted if they released it now. And it's estimated that this will make around one one billion. Yeah, which would mean they would lose around three hundred million. So hey, if you lose thirty to fifty million, and I don't even think that's completely a loss because no. the marketing is still going to make an impact that they've mm-hmm. already done. Yeah, Definitely, totally. it wouldn't make as much of an impact because then you're like, hey, wait seven yeah. months. And this is going to build excitement for sure. I think it's going to make more money. Me too. Because not just because China is hopefully yeah. going to be sorted and all like that mm-hmm. and Italy and all like that yeah. is going to be back on track and of the coronavirus is, is either going to be cured or at least handled mm-hmm. exactly but even with that I still just think it's going to be like the anticipation is going to be a yeah. fever pitch because yeah. it's definitely going to work for me me Man, too they're sitting on this movie now MGM is sitting on a finished movie I want to know what it is I, I just I can't give me it I can't wait for it to come hey, out give me it give me it 
Now, it's right there! That was not the only delay from the coronavirus, but we may get into that another time. We'll get into that. What we just want to say is we are going to keep pushing with this segment. We're going to watch both Timothy Dalton get him out of the way in one week. We're going to watch them all right up to the 10th of April, yeah. where No Time to Die was supposed to come out, and we're yeah. going to do an epic Bond special. Yeah. We were going to do a, a whole Bond special, talk about all the movies, everything we think. Um, Rumours um, about No Time to Die, maybe. Maybe we're going to talk about trivia. We're going to find out. I want to know the biggest age gap yeah. between a Bond girl and James Bond himself. Because I know... It's Roger Moore. I know that the, <laughs> the Warder's original enthusiast yeah. has definitely fucked like a 20-year-old. There's so going to be like 30 or 40 years we'll, in the difference. We'll probably be ranking themes, Bond girls, villains, all this stuff. Cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be a deep dive into Bond. So it's going to be like a Jaws appreciation episode. Yeah, so get ready for that. Um, even if the world can't celebrate Bond on April 10th, we are going to. We are going Straight to. Straight to series. Try stop us. Try stop us. So Unless we have the coronavirus by April 10th. In, in which case. <laughs> yeah. Then um, fuck you, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. I wish this podcast was more popular <laughs> so someone would help me, but no. Um, so yeah, that's what we wanted to say about James Bond. Timothy Dalton, we're going to do The Living Daylights and License, License to, to Kill. Kill. And then after he's done, we're going to move on to Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan, which is where I finally have full memories of the movies. Yes, me too. Yeah. I can't wait for Goldeneye. Me too. I know by the end of it, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of labor in it. Yeah, but Goldeneye is going to be fun at least. 100% Goldeneye is going to be good. Anyway, that's what we wanted to say. We're going to go over one piece of news now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like racing. We're racing. So fast. We're racing. We have one piece of news left and this one's going to be all right. We're not going to race through this because it's so excited yeah. about it. The Batmobile reveal. It was revealed, yeah. baby. I'll I'm, get an image up for and us. Finally, got to see Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. Yeah, like a full picture of him. Yeah. Let me let me get. That's. I think that's the best image. Yeah. Right there. So the Batmobile they've revealed. It was rumored by the designer. Not rumored. He basically told us it was going to be a souped-up muscle car. And I remember you saying you weren't fully into that idea when you I, heard it. Yeah. When I heard that, I was mm. going. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think this is more of a practical Batman. Yeah, it's. Do you know what? It's weird that Christopher Nolan went for the gritty realism. You know, the re- this is a realistic Batman. And gave him a tank, <laughs> and they gave him the tumbler, which yeah. oh would give me nightmares at night. Yeah. Like it, the tumbler is an ugly looking yoke. It panels really is on top of panels and everything. It's you just. Know? I don't like it. I actually don't like it. And really? I love, I love the Dark Knight. I, wow. I actually really don't like it. I like the Bat Pod. I, I like the Bat Bike. Mm. It's called a Bat Pod. Is it? It's called a Bat Pod. It's not called a Bat fuck Bike. yourself. Yeah, you see? That's why I said that. Because it's an escape pod. Comes out of the tumbler. Uh, Do you get it? It's a motorcycle, okay? It's <laughs> know, a motorcycle. Yeah. I love that in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, he's still using it. You know what I mean? I always, yeah. I, I always appreciated that. <laughs> and the guns on the front. Yeah, anyway. Did you know that you can give Batman guns, Zack Snyder, and he doesn't have to use them to kill people? Oh, he, he no, he does. N- does he? Yeah, and he ha- do you know why he has hands? Why? To snap people's <laughs> necks. That, That's why. Do you know why Thomas Wayne has fists? <laughs> to <laughs> fucking punch muggers. <laughs> to fight any mugger that comes to, to see him. To punch bullets that are coming at his wife. Ah, oh, let's stop <laughs> making me angry. Release <laughs> the Snyder gun. <laughs> no, we're not. It's not a thing. Um, Release the Kraken. We are back. We're going to talk about... <laughs> This fucking Batmobile again before I get too angry about Zack Snyder. <laughs> anyway, it's a really cool muscle car. It looks like a billionaire who would... A young billionaire who have would obviously have a car collection took one of his cars, 
put a huge fucking jet engine in it. <laughs> you know, it's so a car at the front, yeah. and it's so a Batmobile at the yeah. back, where it's got this massive jet that would blow someone's head off. Yeah. Look at the back of it. But like all these images, for anyone who's listening, we're yeah. going to throw them up on, on YouTube and stuff yeah. like that. And also, if you haven't seen this, I'm sure you have, but you should check out our Instagram because yeah. we've been following this and we've been throwing up these images as we go. Also, so there's a great, there's loads of collections of images of yeah. the Batsuit and the Batmobile Also, on we're Instagram. just really good on Instagram. Like, we're pretty yeah, on top us. of things. So follow hey, us Hey, argue there. with me. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Ian loves it. Um, and I appreciate it from a distance. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I really enjoy this design. The feel of the Matt Reeves Batman, the thing that, the thing that I'm going for, because every movie is a trilogy, or at least it's going to have sequels. The idea... The intent to make a trilogy, yeah, at least. The idea that we are building on these things is very exciting. This is the first movie. It's the first movie. This is his first Batmobile. You know what? It's hard to have a cool head. I think yeah. Batman... People are very possessive when it comes to Batman, and I yeah. understand that. And you're, you're the same, because oh, you, you're an avid comic book reader. Yes. So, you know, you, you've, you've got this version of Batman in your head. Batman's number one, in my mind, as well in terms like he's up as, there as superheroes go as superheroes go it's Bat- Nightwing above but he's obviously a Batman character and that's an interesting you know choice because I'm sure a lot of people don't view Nightwing as their favourite superhero yeah, he, I'm not saying it's a bad choice no, it's no. an interesting choice yeah he doesn't get the res- I feel like I can just see you getting defensive no, already no, like I, are you, what are you trying to say about my Nightwing no I know exactly what you mean like he, he doesn't get the respect he actually deserves as a comic book character like Nightwing has been around since the golden age like Dick Grayson as a character has been around since the golden age he was there when like the Justice League was formed and everything like he's been He's been a staple of DC Comics, or at least the world in there for years. He's friends with all the Justice League because he knew them growing up. Like, can you imagine someone who was, grew up with Superman, basically? They were Batman's mentor, but he grew up. Like, that's where the name Nightwing... I'm getting sidetracked. You're so sorry. nerdy. I I'm love sorry. it. I'm uh, sorry. Anyway, um, uh, well, yeah, we're going to cut that out. No, we won't. We'll leave <laughs> yeah. it in. Um, but I, I love... I've just noticed it there. It still has like the fire spitting thing at the back. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, it's got the. It's a jet. Yeah, it's a jet Re- engine. Reminds me of the Tim Burton yeah, Batman '89, where it just actually has the pure fire. And and I can some see- bad guy's hair is gonna go on fire, or yeah. it's just his face will get blasted. I mean, I hope not. That would mean Batman's killing in this movie. But I still would kind of like to see it. Kind of not like to see it. I can't decide. It, I can't decide. Zack Schneider. Oh, I don't know. Um, but I can see that it can be done better. Yeah, it could be done better. It could. I can see this Batmobile though. Like this is a starting point i can see it maybe getting longer more armor plated sure sleeker more gadgets on the side like i imagine when batman's driving this car the only gadgets he has in it are the ones in his utility belts like this car isn't shooting anything at anyone no at the same time mm-hmm. it i I, w- I would say it's a very car looking batmobile it's a pursuit vehicle but hey like the 60s batmobile is yeah. is fantastic it is you fantastic know? and it's cemented in mm-hmm. pop culture history and i think this is kind of it's a similar kind of vibe yeah. where it's a car yeah you know and it's, it's less stylish mm-hmm. but because it doesn't it doesn't pop it's not drawing too much attention to itself no. either because it's supposed to be stealthy and he's yeah. it's supposed to be batman it's still very cool though but what i would say is this kind of realistic version of it mm-hmm. suits the batman the batman suit like yeah. when you actually see him standing next to it it actually complements the they suit do. a little bit more. Yeah. Now, sadly, it, he's still Q-tip man. He's got oh. the gauntlets. And I was hoping, and I, I don't know if I said it on the last podcast. He did, yeah. But I was hoping that this was a part of the story, why yeah. you'd have all those Q-tips. Mm-hmm. 
on his wrists or his forearms yeah. and I was hoping it was just for that that scene where he's on the bike but mm-hmm. clearly he's still got them I'm hoping the movie justifies it now I will say the suit does not look as bad as it does in the stuntman as we were saying and also what you're saying about the car is mm-hmm. probably going to be true to the suit as yeah. well where this is uh, bat suit version one that's not going to be the final suit he wears at the end of the movie you know what I mean that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking it's going to be built upon hey it's Robert Pattinson he looks like a very young Batman yeah think about that yeah experience, experienced in terms of he's well trained but not in putting his training into use which is yeah. which is an interesting way to have Batman you know the, like the fumbling Batman isn't what I want to see, but I want to see a Batman who he knows how to terrify people, but maybe he makes a few wrong, goes a bit too far in one instance yeah. where he like he he's tor- he's torturing a guy to get information, breaks his arm, and the guy passes out, and it's kind of like, I know oh, what you mean, yeah. I went like like he took it a step too yeah, far, too far, yeah. yeah. He was almost needlessly aggressive, that kind of thing. But where- see, this is the thing: is we're not getting the Christian Bale and Batman begins at the start of no. the, where he's in like a. I guess he's in a balaclava. Yeah. He doesn't even have a Batmobile for mm-hmm. most of it. Yeah. Like, this is a Batman who's all He is a Batman. He's yeah. already got that moniker. He's got mm-hmm. a Batmobile. Yeah. So we're not right at the first stages. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe there's flashbacks to that. I don't know. Maybe. But it doesn't look like we're getting, like, the Batman who's literally... First day on the job. Yeah. You I, know what I mean? I wouldn't mind a year one Batman nod where he goes in dressed as you, a you're thug. So, you got a hard on for uh, the year, year one Batman. You're, you're always, like, trying to... Push it on me, and like yeah. I, I need to read it. I yeah. really do. There's a movie. You can watch the movie. I've watched the animated oh, yeah. movie. It's, yeah. it's really enjoyable. When he's like, he has the knife scar, and he goes in disguised, and he ends up getting stabbed and everything, and he's like, "Oh, this was not what I thought it would <laughs> yeah. be," and he just doesn't know what to do. Like that's the type of thing I would like to see in this movie. But yeah, I think they complement each other really well. Again, it's cool, very cool to see it at this stage, and that it could be built upon. Robert Pattinson Definitely. looks great. And like I said, the cape was must have been CGI. It's there. Yeah, it's it's there, which makes the suit look a lot better. Mm-hmm. I must say, he's got a good size to him as well. He does now. It's funny how I said this to you. Mm-hmm. Zack Schneider had that first image of he had Ben Affleck as Batman next to the Batmobile, and you have no questions, and you're like. Oh, that's how everything looks. Yeah. And it was, even, it was even in black and white. But mm-hmm. man, that guy, as we always say, style over substance. And mm-hmm. like, he knows how to take a picture. Yeah. He knows how to shoot a movie. Yeah. He just maybe doesn't know how to write a movie no. and display emotions and, you know, emotional weight and and give a, just a comprehensible story yeah. sometimes. But with these, I don't know, Matt Reeves, he's been a little a bit shady. He's yeah. not giving me a full answer to no. anything. He doesn't... Uh, we got footage of the Batman suit and I still have so many questions. I'm yeah. like, I can't see the horns. Mm. Yeah. I didn't see the gauntlets. Now we see the horns at least, but like, yeah. And the gauntlets aren't as big. I still need the angles. That's what I'm saying. Me I still too. need the full... I want a full rotation of the goddamn I want, car. I want to see him on a gargoyle. At some stage. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. He also has a a hip holster, and we're thinking that's for his grapple gun and everything. No, that's for his gun. Don't. That's for his gun. Don't say that. (laughs) Don't say that. He's not using a gun. His gun is on his chest. That's it. (laughs) That's where the gun is allowed to go. That's the only gun. Also, I hadn't noticed it before, but now that this is up, you see this hood ornament thing? Do you think something might pop out of it at some stage? (sighs) Oh, I don't know. It could be a super vent. Yeah. But then again... I would imagine that a huge bazooka comes out of that and he blows the shit out of some villains and y'all, there's just body parts just rain from the sky. You know, the Batman that we want. The Batman that we all want. 
Let's move to Honking Skull. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really like this Bat- yeah. Batmobile. I don't think he's going to murder people. No, I don't he think so. He might kill someone, but I, you I know feel, what? I feel like the more interesting choice for Batman is to have him have this moral code. I feel like it makes him more interesting. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Also, I'd like to see him struggle with the code as yeah. well and fight his own anger and his own rage. Yeah. Where he wants to kill a guy, maybe comes a little too close to killing a guy. Totally. Stops or Alfred's in his ear going, what the fuck? Stop! Yeah. Stop, Master Bruce. You're yeah. about to kill him. And then, he, and then he, he, you know, there's a tear in his eye and he's like, oh my God, I'm just as bad as the villains. Yeah. And he has to kind of fight, have an internal struggle like that. I'd be into that. A, At the same point, though, Zack yeah. Schneider could come along and blow the shit out of everyone and <laughs> snapping necks it, and breaking kneecaps. There's a great moment in the Hush comic where... Uh, I've actually read that one. You have. Just. When Tommy Elliot is killed in the theater and he's outside with the Joker and he's just beating on him and he's like, when he paralyzed Barbara and you hear someone shouting, freeze, get off him, you know, and he's beat, pounding pounding on the Joker and he's like, um, this is for Jason and he's like, for Tommy and then you see like bullets whizzing by and then it's a shot takes out one of his ears and he's like, the next one I will put you down on, you gotta get yeah. off him, you know, where he's just in this blind rage moment. There's a, si- a similar moment in The Dark Knight uh, Returns, isn't there? In The Dark Knight Returns. He's at like a, he's at like some amusement park and he nearly kills Joker. He nearly kills, he, he snaps Joker's neck but in a way, he like paralyzes him, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the Joker, the Joker's completely paralyzed, and he's lying there, and he's like, "Ooh, you're in trouble now." <laughs> and, then so he, good. and then he breaks his own neck because he's just a fucking psychopath, he's a boss. Yeah, there is another moment like that as well, where it's, uh, you know, it's taking the step, almost taking the step too far. Like I think they do it well in Batman Begins. He goes to the courthouse with the gun, and he's ready to yes, kill. Yes, exactly. He's yeah. ready to kill. That's Joe a sort Chill. of internal rage that yeah. I kind of want to see in this Batman yeah. as when he's Batman because he's a kid yeah. kind of in that scene you yeah. know and he's sitting and he's standing there ready to kill him and you're kind of like he doesn't really want to do it but he's dead set on doing it and his vengeance is snatched away in front of him and it's a cool way of doing it like oh Rachel really puts him down yeah no she puts him down but someone kills him first oh shit they do yeah, yeah. and it's afterwards when and she gives him that, that smack when she, from hell when, when he shows her he's like he's like yeah brought this to the core and she just but he's kind of like yeah I brought this mm-hmm. I was gonna kill him and she yeah. just smacks the silliness out of him yeah yeah. she's like what are you doing you stupid teenager yeah I know oh doesn't she give him that drive then yeah teaches him a lesson or two she's like look at this shit yeah I know oh, I, does, does she throw him out and go he, he's a, he resides at this bar the guy the guy you killed him if you want if you want to take your or not the guy who killed him, but the guy who kind of paid to get yeah, Falcone. Him Falcone, Falcone was in there, yeah. and he's like, "If you want to, if you want to deal with the crime in Gotham, go in there." You know what I mean? So, but she really just spanks him. You yeah. know, it's a great moment. Batman Begins is a great movie. Um, it doesn't get as much credit as it should. I think it's so good. Yeah. You should look at the box office numbers. It yeah. was so modest. Yeah, I know. It was so modest. And then the next movie makes a billion. Yeah. Then next movie after that makes a billion makes a billion but yeah anyway I can't wait for uh, the Batman to get more information see Zoe Kravitz maybe maybe he's got a oh few villain shots oh my god to see Zoe Kravitz yeah as Catwoman uh, she was talking about her workout regime uh, in it apparently it's very intense I'm so into her casting I mm-hmm. couldn't believe when some people were like no shouldn't yeah. be her you seriously just look at her yeah. she's got that feline quality yeah. she, she's at a nice age as mm-hmm. well like it really suits Robert Pattinson yeah. she's both alluring and kind of dangerous at the same time yeah like she I feel like that. she could throw down mm-hmm. anyway we're gonna move on we should finish up we with Honk and Skunk we want to give Honk this week to a man we have long uh, 
shit on, shall we say, and in this we, podcast. Has a great connection to what we were just talking about. Has a really good connection to what we were just talking about. Looks like he's on the comeback trail. It is. Not Vin Diesel. Not ben Vin Diesel. It'll never be Vin Diesel. It will never be Vin Diesel. Ben Affleck, we want to give hunk because we saw him on Jimmy Kimmel and he tells... He's promoting the way back at the moment. Yeah. His, um, his basketball drama about yeah. a man who suffered from, I think, alcoholism. Alcoholism. Very similar to his own life. Went yeah. through a, lot of, a real rough patch and now he's on his, his yeah. comeback trail he pretty is. much. He's, we don't really have time to get into everything, but we would check it's out... It's a redemption story. It's a redemption story, and it's a, the it's apparently it's a typical sports movie, but it's executed brilliantly, which is... But what, the real great thing is mm-hmm. just watching Ben Affleck being in a good place promoting yeah. this movie. It was nice to see him, like, so happy and everything. Yeah, he's so charismatic. Mm-hmm. He's back to his joking self. Yeah. He looks great, he by does. the way. He looks, looks like really he lost good. a lot of weight. Yeah. The handsomeness it never really left, but, no. like... It's back in full. He's joyful now. Yeah. And it's very good to see. You should check out the interview yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel. It's way too sentimental for mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel's whole yeah. goofy, hey, trying to make jokes. Yeah. But it's actually, there's some beautiful moments in that interview there is. for, um, for and, a talk show. And look, we rag on him for his tattoo and everything and for the Batman stuff. But really, you know, we're happy to see that he's in a good place, you and know? Just like, just like his back tattoo, he rises like the phoenix. Yes, exactly. Hopefully he can get that lasered now. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God, that's going to be painful. Oh man, I can imagine. Um, so skunk, we didn't discuss this. We didn't discuss it. Um, coronavirus. Yeah, fuck you, coronavirus. Fuck you, coronavirus. You ruined our James Yo, Bond thing. I'm so small-minded. <laughs> you can fuck with, with people, but when you fuck with my Bond, yeah. that's when I take notice. That was This is the first... Honestly, that's when I realise, oh, Jesus Christ, you're a bad human being. I didn't know there was a viral outbreak until James Bond got yeah. pushed back. <laughs> now, we're in Ireland. We're literally surrounded by water, so we've, we've been very... Lucky, un- unaffected by yeah. this. Well, very small. Now I think it's it's kind of ramping up as well, like everywhere else. Yeah. If if we're not here next week, you you, you know, know what, what happens. Got us. Yeah. Yeah. We, but, Timothy Dalton got us. Yeah. But fuck you, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with my bond. Hand off bond. Hand off my bond. Hand off my bond. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, if we're not dead. James cool. Bond does have a license to kill, so we might. Coronavirus does too, sadly. That's true. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. We will see you next week. Yes, and stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>